This is the Gambling Gauchos. You're listening to the Gambling Gauchos. Talking Texas Tech, betting on the Big 12 and beyond. We've got everything you need. Money lines, memes, and matadors. Well, you want to quit, Ethan? That'll be the day. Now, here's Kyle Jacobson and Rob Bro, The Money Line Matadors. The Casino Cowboys. The Parlay Picadors. You see, in this world, there's two kinds of people, my friend. Those with loaded guns, and those who dig. You dig. With the gambling gauchos. Oh, and one more thing. It's all West Texas. It always has been. Welcome into the Gambling Gauchos. I'm Rob Bro. He's Kyle Jacobson. We're also here with 23 personnel. Spencer Rogers, Michael McDonald. You know, the first year we uh, did the Rob Bro's College Tailgate Show, it was not that then. It was the college uh, countdown to kickoff. Yes, yes, it was. Anyways, I would always look at you guys and not know your names. <laughs> like I knew your names, but it would like. And then I'd call Michael Spencer and Spencer Michael the whole time. It's it's cool. We'd do the same thing. Do you remember that? Did hey, you? I'm Spencer. Yeah, I got you. Did you have a different Rogers. podcast name when you started? We did. I don't think we can legally talk about that. Oh, okay. Never mind. Sorry. We were we were we given a cease and desist. Oh. We got like two episodes in. We're like, man, we're doing really well. Like people love Texas Tech podcasts, which which obviously they do. And then we got a letter from an attorney in Austin. Like, hey, yeah. <laughs> so you're gonna have to change your name. I, I think it was also because we hyped ourselves as a podcast about cryptocurrency. Oh yeah, <laughs> and so we got. I think we we got a lot of uh, people that were instantly. Oh, this is nothing. It was nothing a great name, though. What did your old podcast name rhyme with? It was. Uh, you can see it on a flag. It was a different way of saying "come and take it." Oh, okay. With another T word. Yeah. Which that is, is associated with podcasting. That gotcha. rhymes with walk. Cool. But that podcast is a uh, Second Amendment gun rights podcast host out of Austin. So they caught wind of us quickly. Okay. Very quickly. Because. Anyways. Because they're sensitive. Well, and, you know, West Texas just carries. People pay attention to what we do out here. I can't believe Kyle hadn't gotten a cease and desist yet. Is Danny Thomas? Well, we did. On Mark Madness shirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's right. That was my fault. <laughs> I'll take it. That was specifically <laughs> Rob's cease and desist. Anyway, welcome to the Cardinal Sports Center studio, guys. It's wonderful here. This I've, is the most comfortable I've ever been recording a podcast. I've, I've seen many say that this is the most ambitious crossover event in history. Yes. People are saying. People are saying. I saw a tweet today mention that. I did. Up there with Marvel. Hey, if you want to get your gear at Cardinals, you can go online, mycardinalsports.com, or go in person in Lubbock or Plano. Not Plainview. Not Plainview. Hey, I'm, I'm wearing a hat from Cardinals today. There you go. It's custom. It is a custom hat. You walk in right there and say, hey, can I get a custom hat? And they do it for you. Yeah, you can get a gambling gauchos hat. You can get a 23 personnel hat now, too. Joker open the church. (laughs) (laughs) 
Is this the Lottie Moon <laughs> picture no, a, or what's going on? Every time somebody says Plain View, I just think of he's here in Plain View, <laughs> and then like, that's the song stuck, man. Y'all know about uh, <laughs> since we're going down this road, <laughs> driving in from Plain View. I think it's in Abernathy. The the Jesus in a glass box thing. That's right outside Abernathy. Yeah, yeah. you yes. see it on I twenty seven. Have you seen that? <laughs> what? Yes, coming back from like Paladero Canyon south or something from Abernathy, like right out of yeah. Abernathy on a billboard. It's west no, of I twenty seven. It's like a large statue no. in like a glass building. It's a large what ten twelve foot deal Christ. with Jesus. He's in a glass box on the cross. It's, it's like I guess part of a church it's on I twenty seven. Yeah, yes. Never noticed like, like yeah. right by the frontage road. And, it, huh. and I think the cross is not necessarily vertical. I feel like... No, he's tilting forward. Yes, like I feel like the Lord is leaning. The, he's like lording through. over us. I, I think he's there's like a 30-degree angle. He's watching over you on the frontage road. Huh. Yeah. It's... it's uh, it, it, it has caught my eye a few times. <laughs> Interesting. When people are in the well, right lane going slow, it's forgive them, Father. They don't know what they do. They know not what they do. That's pretty much it. What's funny too for people like you who don't know and you're like, hey, do you guys have you guys seen Jesus in a box? And they're like, what? <laughs> and he goes, Jesus in a box in Abernathy. They're like, what are you talking about? And you're like, well, wait, like five minutes, we'll drive past and I'll show you. And it's I've, a little bit jarring. I've driven time. that road a thousand times in the last yeah. couple of years. I've never seen that. You ever had a wreck? No, that's why. That's true. <laughs> hey, go Lopes. Knock on wood. Go Lopes. Oh, Abernathy. Hey, probably got some listeners in Abernathy. They don't have the internet. <laughs> my brother-in-law lives in Abernathy <laughs> my nephews play for Abernathy yeah I love Abernathy <laughs> Anthony White plays for Abernathy yeah the more you say it the more weird it sounds do we it's is it you say about any word spoon dollar spoon cryptocurrency <laughs> say that five times fast this is a Jesus in a box great start is that is that the SNL skit? Step one. Oh my gosh! I was waiting for somebody to do that, and I was not going to be the first one. Forgive Rob, Father, for he knows <laughs> not what he just Step said. Step one. I I I'm going to stop before I make any more jokes. Okay. You put the Lord in a box. <laughs> oh, I was going to start with the nails, but oh god. Um, <laughs> so you've been doing a lot of lists lately, Kyle. I want to start there. Uh, a bit of an uprising. With Ladanian Tomlinson last week. Do you know who he is? Yeah. Uh, do you want me to give the full oral history of that yeah. list? Well, okay. You can just say it. You don't have to. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we've been doing these lists on Twitter, and usually there's like a subtle troll in there. Like, for example, we did a most famous alumni list, and I listed Daryl K. Royal for OU because he played at OU and then he led Texas to multiple national championships. So it's like a kind of a shot at Oklahoma. Sometimes you put a really obvious troll that's like not even debatable. And usually that's like not for people to take the bait. Like you want them to, like some people might be confused and think that John Denver went to West Virginia. So that's a little subtle. No, is it, but, oh, hold on though. Is that subtle? Like I thought it was very obvious. I'm like, God, he didn't go to West Virginia. Well, I think Texas Tech fans know. But well, anyway, because they like to tell you good how great. wrong you are. Anyway, I put Zach Evans over Ladanian Tomlinson as TCU's best running back. And nobody in their right mind would do that. There's no debate to be had. And I thought that was so obvious that nobody – they'd be like, okay, they're trolling and just, like, ignore it. And it didn't turn out that way. And our Twitter started blowing up, and I was like, this is stupid. I'm going to mute notifications for it. And I checked back the next morning and found out it, like, exponentially went even more viral – and I guess people like, literally 
thought I either forgot LT existed or didn't know who he was. Well, the one guy quote tweeted you with an epic line. He's yes. like, my brother in Christ, you need to Google yeah. Lenin Tomlinson. <laughs> that was great. People also were sending screenshots of Google interaction. Yes. Where there was nobody Googling LaDainian Tomlinson, and then Hot right stick. when he tweeted, like, straight up, millions yeah. of people. The other thing that was funny about that is the people who earnestly thought I didn't know who LaDainian Tomlinson was, because I'm a 15-year-old who didn't watch football until five or ten years ago, Yeah, completely missed that Gale Sayers was on the list, a running back from, like, the 50s at KU, 60s maybe. It's like, okay, let's think yeah, this Yeah, and through. Earl Campbell. Yeah, like, okay, I know enough football history to know who Gale, Sayle, Gale Sayers and Earl Campbell are, but I didn't know who LaDainian Tomlinson was, who I literally watched growing up. I, I just think you're still shell-shocked from Zach Evans' performance in Lubbock. And it, it was I mean, you saw remarkable. this in person, so this was just – he's just that good. Well, the other thing that's funny is, like, if you read the thread, right underneath that graphic, it says on there – like, this is a joke, LT is obviously better, but nobody reads the thread. Nobody goes to your Twitter page to see all the other tweets that you have addressing the viral tweet. And so, like, had people done a little bit of homework, they would have known that I was trolling. They should have known right off the bat that nobody thinks Zach Evans is better than LaDainian Tomlinson. But, like, even Mac Engel from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, uh, he didn't take the bait. I think he knew it was a joke. He was playing into it. Then I quote tweeted him, and I was like, well, if LT is better, then TCU would have put him on a pitch count, just like they did with Zach Evans. Yeah. <laughs> but nobody sees those follow-up tweets. And Also, one more thing on this. When you intentionally bait people into something, and they respond with, you know, John Denver didn't go to West Virginia. If you're the 500th person to quote tweet this or comment on Facebook, I promise that point has already been made. Like, if you're late to the party, you don't have to be the 500th person to tell me that John Denver didn't go to West Virginia. I get that on Twitter, because... Sometimes it is hard to see everyone else's if you're, like, not a good Twitter user. Facebook, you have to see a thousand other comments. Just read a few. No, if your points aren't even made. They, they can't. That's not how True. Facebook operates. It's immediately, True. oh, i got to chime in. The i got to chime in right now. The last thing on that list, the, the, one of the funniest things to me was the people who had an earnest disagreement with the list and just completely glossed over the Zach Evans. They were like, Steve Slayton isn't better than so-and-so from West Virginia. Yeah. Just like completely ignored that LT was missing from the list. Man, so when we started the list, when you started the list, Kyle, uh, Kansas fans, most sensitive, worst. Brutal. Then Oklahoma. Oklahoma oh, fans yeah. are sensitive and, and, and hard to put up with. TCU fans, though. They really, they really got going for a couple of weeks, and uh, the whole beef with uh, Donati kind of spiked that up. I don't even think it was TCU fans responding to the LT tweet. I think it's just well, like college football fans. It started there, yeah. I, I think my experience with Twitter with TCU fans on Twitter was worse on the Donati. We're not going to sell tickets exchange than it yeah. was on the LT list. I would love to talk about how soft that was from an AD to. We got nothing but time. To point out, like, you know, we're well aware that we don't want to sell tickets to you guys because we, we're, we're, we're tired of getting our stadiums and arenas overrun. What's crazy to me on that is, like, the seats are for sale. Yeah, like, you just you, buy them, like, like yeah. you pointed out, on, on the third. So all they're doing is not giving themselves the money. Unless Donati's, like, has stock in these third party sites. He's like a forty nine percent owner of Vivid Seats. Like what is, like what does he do? Like I just don't understand the thought process because the seats are available. 
You're not stopping anybody from coming. You're just stopping your organization from making that money that you could have. Yeah. Which is stupid. They're going to make the money anyway. Texas Tech fans are going to buy the three-pack. Like, I know for a fact there were people, Texas Tech fans who live in Austin, that bought a season ticket only so that they could go to the Texas Tech game. Yeah. They're just going to do the same thing, and then they're going to leave those seats empty for Oklahoma State and Iowa State or whoever. Or sell them to Cowboy and and Cyclone fans and make money off of it and and still go Bad look for TCU. (laughs) It was funny, too, to see their fans on Twitter, all dozens of them, be like, you dropped this king, and like this is epic move. Like, no, this is embarrassing. I didn't get that either. I I don't think that was a very – that like a response worthy of any sort of thing other than just kind of, oh, that was cringy. You probably shouldn't have said anything. If, if Hocut came out and said like blatantly, like we're not selling tickets to Longhorns, you're like, Hocut, man, that's buck up, dude. They're everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, invite I'd be, them. I'd be like disappointed at our fan base. Like, hey, go sell, sell out the stadium so that, yeah. you, so that UT fans don't take it over. But TCU fans are like, no, we fully acknowledge we're not going to fill up the lowest capacity arena or stadium in the Big 12. And we'd just rather be empty and it look awful than yeah. your fans buy tickets to it. Well, and last year the the stadium was at eighty six percent capacity on average for Texas Tech and eighty seven percent for TCU, and there's a fifteen thousand seat difference. I don't how how is that even possible? A twenty thousand seat difference. Well, I mean, just just there is video evidence of TCU Stadium, and I, well, there's video evidence. Of- Texas Tech. Well, as long as it's <laughs> as long as it's taken between the first and second quarter. Well, and on that, it's point, not bad. My counter would be: we're in the middle of the or at the end of the worst decade in program history. Right. You could probably say the opposite about TCU, unless you go back to like the Great Depression. And so, like, okay, they're not selling out stadiums when Trevon Boykin is like playing for a spot in the college football playoff. And yeah, our attendance has been bad, but it's like okay, we're three and six with a coach nobody likes. Yeah. And we're playing Kansas. Oh, we're zero and three against TCU. Didn't you know that? Imagine well, how many people last would go if we, if we won. If we won against TCU the last three or four years, how many more Tech fans would even be going? It's just that that's how rabid our fan base is. They don't. Yeah. They don't care. We don't care that Tech's lost three in a row. I mean, we do care, but they're still going to show up and they're yeah. still going to try to get those seats. That's why we fired Matt. Wells. Yeah, we. Actually, yeah, we we care quite a bit. <laughs> I you don't have. kick a field goal on second down. Oh my gosh! I don't think he, he ever recovered from that. He should have been left. Is that one forward. of the biggest what ifs? That no. should that be a list? <laughs> so we got the Rudy's moment. Yeah, we've got the second down field goal, the loss to Kansas. The oh my god, I forgot about that starting quarterback in Norman that one year. I don't want to call anybody out. Yeah, well, that was a punishment though, wasn't it? I I think so, but pseudo punishment. I thought so at the time. I think we were the ones punished in the end for that. It was a punishment of sorts. Yeah. I mean, how is it a punishment if they put him in after two drives, though? It's, uh, that's why I said like a pseudo, like, well, we're like in in name only, we're going to No, they watched start. that guy in practice and then saw him, Jackson Tyner from Rice, <laughs> saw this dude. That guy's the worst. <laughs> they saw him not complete two-yard passes or bubble screens or anything in the first two games. Like we're up thirty-five nothing against Montana State because the first string is bad, and you can't do anything, and you've only scored thirty-five on Montana State. Then you put in Jackson Tyner for two drives, and he can't complete a bubble screen. They thought that guy was the best option to play against Oklahoma on the road in Norman. It, yeah, yeah, it's just it's amazing you didn't have more quarterback depth at that point. 
Because was that Wells's fir- that was Wells's first season? And so yes. Before him, you had Cliff, allegedly the quarterback whisperer. It was like, how do we not have? Like, I think you've done well lately. You've got Baron Morton, Donovan Smith, back-to-back yeah. years, and like, I would want a guy like that every year. You're getting Jake Strong this year, and we're in a position there where it's like, okay, Bowman got hurt, and like, yeah, that was the huge knock on Cliff, especially in recruiting, that he couldn't get a quarterback. After Patrick, even with Patrick, he had Shimanick behind him, but I mean, well, Shimanick was a transfer, right yeah. from Iowa. He was here a long time, though. Yeah, he wasn't. Anyways. He wasn't groomed or trans. You know. You know what I mean? Groomed. Any other thoughts school. on uh, on TCU, or should we move on? Or I mean, but yes, I do know who Ladanian Tomlinson is. <laughs> that was an intention. Okay, here's all right. One more funny thing on that, and then I'll shut up about this list. A lot of other people who assumed I forgot LT thought that I must have, I guess, believed Zach Evans was the second best running back in TCU history, and I don't have an answer off the top of my head for that. But surely it's a guy who played more than. Right, eight, eight games there and or whatever not he played. Already transferred to Ole Miss. Yeah, I think he has like 700 career yards at TCU. Like, okay, even if I forgot about LT, I, I think that was just the Tech games. I, I was, I was about to ask how many of those 700 <laughs> yards came against Tech? <laughs> we had 143. He had 143 in the first half. Because well, he didn't play the second half. No. <laughs> ran out like in, this in 2021. I'm done, guys. Like running into the end zone, I was like I'm done. And if I ran 143 yards, I'd be done too. Keeping some tread on the tires for the NFL. Oh, man. For Lane. He's doing it for Lane. TCU, too, it's just like, I always kind of wonder who Texas Tech's rival is. It kind of just seems like everyone is. Like, Texas Tech is just a fan base that hates everyone. (laughs) We beef with everyone. TTVE, Texas Tech versus everybody. So, I mean, bring it on, really. That's the other thing is, had their AD just left it alone, if they would have just had single-game tickets, I feel like they caused a bigger stir. 100%. Like, I probably wasn't going to go to that game. No. Unless Tech was just having a great season and I wanted to go to all the away games. Now I'm like, screw that. Like, yeah, I'm buying a ticket for me and my friends and family. Yeah. Now it's like a mission. You turned us all into wannabe, like, CIA operatives trying to bust into the... Road Raiders. Amon G. Carter Stadium. You want to go to the TCU game? I do now. Still. Like, had they all just left it alone... I mean, yeah, the normal amount of DFW alumni would have shown up, but now it's like a call to action. Yeah. When is it? Sixty forty. Um, November fifth. Ah. It's circled on my 5th. calendar now. It wasn't. Okay. I wouldn't have known if that game was in September, or November until <laughs> Friday night. We could be like two and six. Like, yeah, I, I want to go to that game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because TCU will also be two, be and, two six. and six. <laughs> I have a little faith there. Pink Raider there, Spencer. No, two no. And six. Hold on, hold on. I, I've said on, on our podcast. I'm 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 all in on okay. McGuire. Yeah, you're two. What? You're two? Because two and six doesn't seem all in on uh, year one. I'm just saying, like he's got a mess to clean up. Are you? And, and he he's already addressing it. I just think like we can't get caught up and be like, well, if he doesn't win six games, he's a failure. No, oh, no, no. We're Screw that. that. Like the dude's got a disaster to fix, and he's working on it. Results on the field may be suboptimal. I would argue that Matt Wells had the talent, was just a bad coach. He, the guys, he was, the he guys was, Wells brought in were really good. The, I think there's well, some top the end transfers, talent, but Wells they were transfers. In, That's were, right. Were good. It and, wasn't a long term solution. And there's not solution. three of them at every position which you need in the Big 12 to win. Yes, that too. Depth was, has been an issue. It still will be. Yes. Because most of the guys on the depth chart this year are freshmen, sophomore guys. Yeah. Guys that. 
transferred in but haven't played. Uh, so, th- yeah, we're going to see some tough games and some probably some mental mistakes and some other things. But I'm excited about McGuire being here, but I just am also – you know, I was thinking about try, it last trying night. to temper my expectations on the actual win loss column. I was thinking about it last night. I think you're going to win ten games in the regular season. In the regular season, yeah. And then, and then you woke up and here's it. No, no, no. Here's you're this. worried. I think you'll, you'll you'll drop the NC State game. Yeah, it's early test on the road, and then because of the culture that's been built, you come back home. You get right against Texas, yeah. who I think is going to win the Big Twelve. Save that for another episode. Oh my God! You beat the best team in the Big Twelve. And you play the heart of your schedule. I think you'll drop one more, probably on the road in Stillwater, something like that. Then you come home to end a, you know, signature season against OU in the Jones. It'll be rocking. You upset OU, finish ten and two. To Kyle's point, though, like, yeah. So another college football podcast I listen to, the Solid Verbal. They they like offhand were able to, to, to say like, like nobody wants to play Texas Tech this year because they. On everybody's opponent, Texas Tech falls at the most inconvenient time on the schedule. Texas Tech could catch a bunch of people sleeping this year, just on where we fall on their schedule. If you're five and six, and you're playing Oklahoma in Lubbock, an, for the right to go to a bowl, an, OU, an OU team with a first year head coach, period, not first year at OU, first yeah. year ever as head coach, a group of five transfer quarterback. That's the other thing is the quarterback play conference wide is wide open. Yeah. Um, you got fired up. <laughs> I think you're being a little harsh on Dylan Gabriel, though. I don't think I am. It's group we'll, fussy. We'll, <laughs> well, no, yeah, sure, but like to like automatically just dismiss him because he's oh, he's a group of five quarterback. Well, I mean, he's not. We started champion. a rice transfer. If Come on, if, if you're OU and you're the second most successful college football program post World War II, I feel like you should be doing better than. Well, they lost their CFs leftovers, but they they lost those quarterbacks to transfer when they their head coach left. You got fired up at the rabbits' comments, Big Twelve Media Days. Yeah, that's part of what made me think. Okay, shoot, we're about to win ten games. Hold on, Brent Brent Venables. Uh huh. Have you ever heard the phrase? (laughs) (laughs) I know where this is going already. Got a water hose in my mouth. What was it? I think he was trying to illustrate that he was drinking from a fire hose. Yes. And he was learning a lot at one time. But the way he phrased it was weird. Because he was like, I've still got this fire hose stuck in my mouth. And I'm... Blown and going. Taking big gulps of the... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, then he said they're blown and going. Yeah, it was also, weird. did y'all see the OU graphic that was like, Dirty hard works done in the dark? <laughs> no. Is they don't got lights up there in Norman? They put that out. Is that like the secret no electricity the on steroids? Dirty, comma, hard, comma. Work. Be, you know what they should have done? They should have put at least done one of those words deep. in quotes. Wait, hold on. Dirty. You said dirty, comma, work, comma. I think. No, dirty hard. Dirty work. Dirty, dirty hard. hard work. Done dirt cheap. Maybe it's then, dirty. Then, no, I don't know that there were commas in the thing. Oh, yeah. I was about to say, the way it's phrased then is like they're separating all three of those as dirty's done in the dark. <laughs> dirty's done in the work. Hard's done, Hard's in, the- done in the dark. Which I mean, it is Oklahoma. So yeah, I don't know what they're doing up there. It's in the. It's not in the dirt. It's in the dark. I'm not sold. The secrets in the dirt. I'm not sold on any Big Twelve team. Is really my issue and why I think it's wide open. I think Oklahoma State will be similar to what they were last year. They lost Jim Knowles and Spencer Sanders is still their quarterback. Well, they did what they did last year with Spencer Sanders with Jim Knowles and a defensive line. They, like they gave Spencer Sanders Jim, Jim uh, Knowles four downs from the one to win a Big Twelve title and they couldn't do it. Jim Knowles was a great yeah, defensive coordinator. Have they ever had a defense like that without Jim Knowles? 
I think you're confusing what I said, Kyle. I don't think I am. I mean, is, I think is Spencer Sanders playing defense this year? Or? I think they can win ten games again. They might. They won't do it how they did last year. I mean, Tech's going to win ten games too. So. Yeah, we'll be right there with them. Only ten. What was it you asked the other day? Uh, how many? How many fifty burgers is Zach Gilly going to get? Yeah, fifteen. You want to set the over under on that? Fifteen this year? Yeah. God, I hope he brings back the screen pass. I missed it so much. We've thrown screens. That's like, pretty much exclusively what Yost did. Yeah, <laughs> bubble screen. Bubble just bring screen, them all back. Screen. It's it's good. It's good uh, offense. It's I fine. think you're gonna you have, have an elevated for screen it. game. You got Miles Price. You get the ball in his hands, and you got a bunch of six five. 220 receivers out there blocking. I will say Xavier White, Chidarius Townsend, those guys on bubble screens and tunnel screens I think will be good. How seriously do you think people are going to take my 10-win forecast? More serious than you think they should. Like as serious as the How Zach serious Evans. are you taking it? I don't know. I could see it happening. <laughs> hey, it could happen. Uh, do you have any takeaways from Big 12 Media Days? <sighs> Besides fourth worth. <laughs> <laughs> fourth worth. Nobody has fun like the Red Raiders do. Yeah, it did seem like they had some good fun, um, good clean fun. They Tyree, had a good time. Tyree Wilson, it's a mountain of a man, looking good like uh, Derrick Henry or Sean Oakman in those Dude. pictures. <laughs> I feel like that was intentional. Like, okay, so my man wears a thirty-eight inch inseam. Eh, let's give him a thirty-four. And put him by Miles. Yeah. Right yeah. By so Miles my wife price. said, yeah. um, "Hey, this photo looks like looks like it's been shopped." I was like, "Nah, he's just a big." <laughs> Well, his arms are the size of his head. Like even even not just looking at his height, like his close ups. You like look at his shirts, even like okay, yeah, his biceps are as big around as his head is. Yeah. It's insane. I, the coworker of mine noticed that uh, you know McGuire's time when it was time for him to have his conference, there were people actually asking him questions because <laughs> I think last year was just kind of crickets, kind of like oh, well, uh, yeah, still got still thinks? got eighteen minutes left. So uh, well, then Matt was like, uh, I guess that's it. <laughs> No more questions? <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, it was rough. But McGuire, everybody was asking him all sorts of questions. There's a throng over there. Oh, yeah. A throng. Yeah, a multitude. You know, the, I ran into a throng this weekend, Rob, at uh, Cardinal Sports Center because Rahino Barbecue had their mobile food truck out there. There's a throng of people in line to grab some barbecue. So yeah. I had... What'd course, you get? Well, they were playing John Mayer while I waited in line. Loved that. Uh, offering free water because it was hot out there. Uh, I got a little bit of sausage, some ribs, and brisket. And I got the brisket burger. So I had Rahino for lunch on Saturday, dinner Saturday, and lunch today. That's how you do it. Yeah. Man, I am all about fantastic. These, all of these barbecue places coming up with, well, we've got to have burgers now. Yeah. This is just, this is, I welcome this trend. I'm so excited about and it. And they're so it, good. It's hard yes. to go get like a fast food burger after you it have ruins a Rahino you. brisket burger or something like that. Yep. Buddy independently went, unbeknownst to me. And uh, was raving about the brisket ribs and cream corn, the green chili cream corn. That cream corn hits, man. So Ooh. good. I still it's think so good. the uh, the cheddar jack sausage. Is yeah, the jalapeno, jalapeno sausage. Oh, jalapeno cheddar. So right. good. So when I went, I, I got a jalapeno cheddar burn ends two meat plate with a Texas Twinkie. Yes. Oh. You got to get the Texas Twinkie. It was so good. Related note. Uh, the Jones food scene. Not great. I saw an article about this yeah. last week. Yeah. yeah. People are that? saying. Brilliant guy. Uh, food and, uh, what is it? Food and sports clashing at the goal line. I almost said food and politics. <laughs> that's us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's us. We food, love talking food politics. And politics clashing at the goal line. Um, what do you guys, what would you, like, legitimately, 
not like oh prime rib from Las Brisas. <laughs> yeah. But legitimately, what could you see in the Jones, and what would you want in the Jones? Brisket nachos. See, I think that'd be awesome. And that would be easy. Yeah. Everybody's got... I mean, it'd be expensive because it's in the Jones, but... Well, they have them at the baseball games. Yeah. You can do it. And I think, like, the fried cheese from oh, Spanky's yeah. would be... Just do both the fried cheese. Tacos from somebody, like Taqueria Outline or some somewhere, yeah. Jalisco's. People like Jalisco's a lot. I put Taco Villa in the article, but... Hey, I like Taco West Bell. West Texas. Yeah. I sleep I on Taco Bell, y'all. I think people would love that to see either one, like big national brands. I, I think Chick-fil-A used to set up kind of by the student section. I don't know if they still do. Yeah, just the, the sandwich. But like a mix of national brands like that that everybody likes and local brands. Whataburger. You know, if you could get, if like Two Docs had a beer station or Rahino had a, you know. Jimmy's Margs. Yeah. Well, just open that up to that, anybody. That's a dangerous game to play. It's <laughs> like, hey, like. I think like, they'd have to half pour, but. Yeah. Like just open up to, to to local food places. Yeah. Like, hey, we've got ten slots for this game, and it's it's five hundred bucks, and you take whatever you make. It'd be cool I'll if it was a rotating some... thing too. Yeah. yeah just That'd like awesome. it, you, you can only you can only sign up. Staff for it yourself. Three I games. Say, uh, I think that's part of the problem because like the concession stands are staffed by a staffing by a staffing company, and a a small local restaurant might have a hard time getting enough people trained to but if it's just for one weekend yeah i, I don't know it i'm open to it i hope they could make something like that work absolutely because right now i mean you just have what everybody else has you, you can go get a hot dog pretzel right but be cool to have some local type offerings there for sure well even if like in the south end zone if this is something they come up with and it's just because kirby alluded to uh some concessions and stuff down there uh, but i just don't know what is it, if like it's if it food trucks yeah, you mentioned food trucks at one that point. That kind of stuff down there on the south end zone in that f- foyer or whatever it is. Yeah, and I know we're completely speculating, but the thought of just like some food trucks rolling up in there is just very appealing. And does Allsup's have a food truck? Can they? Does no, but they're. Well, is there a that, Yes Way food truck? By that time, they're going to be across from the Jones. That's right, uh, with their yeah. cool hip Allsup's bar with, with no gas, but you can go well, buy food well, I mean, and, and drinks. Yeah. <laughs> Gas comes no, later. Uh, yeah. No fuel. Yeah. No unleaded. But plenty of gas. Plenty of gas. It's a byproduct. It's efficient. Interesting. Well, so I. Not that I'm like the first one that ever thought of that, but. And again, it's it's not like the Jones is bad. It's it's not a bad experience. It certainly was last year in week one, but that wasn't you know Texas Tech's fault. Um, there were just some issues with the staffing, but. I don't know. I think a five-alarm wrap from Caprock Cafe would yeah, hit the spot, too. absolutely. Because that, that's what you got to think of. Like you said, you can't, well, you know, you want a rack of ribs. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's, well, let's eat like, that. Italian garden spaghetti <laughs> and meatballs. <laughs> you want to like, eat that at 95 degrees outside? It's like uh, cast iron grill chicken fried yeah, steak. Yeah, let me. It's like, you're going to eat a chicken fried steak at the game? I'm going to get, yeah, my, <laughs> get my hamburger no, steak not. on. Man, I just got to get me some... Get some pink sauce. Some smothered in mushroom gravy. This is this like calzones. Yeah. A slice. I wonder, that kind of stuff. I wonder if they're like already under contract though with a vending service and like there's some oh, legal sure. like legal hurdles to work through. Oh yeah, and I I bet they couldn't do it before, you know, kickoff yeah. this year. But and like do you have to hire an attorney to navigate those? If that's or? no. <laughs> I got you. I mean, if they do, I mean, I, I would recommend Barnett, Howard, and Williams, of course, a law firm started by three Texas Tech grads. I'm sure they'd be willing to help out. 
office they, in Fort they love Worth. the Jones. Yeah, I'm sure they love the Jones. They're officed in Fort Worth, so fellow West Texans, and uh, they handle cases all across Texas. They're one of the only law firms in Texas that is certified for Title IX student representation. They've defended students, including scholarship athletes, in Title IX litigation at all of the major universities in Texas. They also handle catastrophic injury cases. If you burn your hands on a piping hot chicken fried steak that just got off the skillet, and for listeners in the Fort Worth area, they handle criminal defense and family law matters. They hope you never need them, but they're here if you do. You can learn more about Barnett, Howard, and Williams by visiting their website, bhwlawfirm.com. Michael, are you a cast iron guy? As in the restaurant or the utensil? The utensil. You just seem like a cast iron guy. I don't use it at that much because I am, what do you call it? I'm very nervous about caring for a cast iron mm. properly. Spencer, you a cast iron guy? Yes, sir. He's, I done, he's done queso on the smoker in cast iron. Guarantee you Kyle has never used a cast iron pan. <laughs> uh, trying to think here. Probably not. <laughs> He'd probably throw it in the dishwasher. Yeah. Well, I, I washed mine with soap today. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. See, see, that's what I'm... I, I don't... Th- I'm anxious about it. Yeah, it doesn't Which matter. You, you can if yes. it's seasoned properly. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, I scraped a bunch of my seasoning off because I'm trying to reseason it. With but. a steel wool or what? Yeah. Oh, my God. This I took it all seems- the way to the bone, baby. <laughs> then I dried it on the stovetop. Come Rust- at me. Rusting as we speak. No, it's dry. <laughs> then I oiled it with grapeseed oil. I actually have my grandmother's cast iron that my wife makes fried chicken in. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. That thing, love, that thing came over I on, casters. I don't know, like a wagon from Tennessee oh. in the 1800s. <laughs> I don't know. The Mayflower <laughs> On the Mayflower. <laughs> I almost said the Mayflower, wow. but then I thought, well, if, if any one of my family's listening, they're going to be yeah. like, well, actually, it wasn't from the Mayflower. What if somebody from your family were listening? What if? What if? What if I stumble? What if I fall? Thanks, DC Talk. Make fools of us all. You want to talk what if moments? Yeah. Dog days of summer. We don't have a ton of like news here to report. So uh, we asked the people, what are the top what if moments in Texas Tech history? We'll get to some of the more unique ones, but I think the top four were combinations of the national championship game against Virginia, of course. What would happen had you beaten Oklahoma and Norman in 2008 in football? A lot surrounding Adam James, Mike Leach, Ruffin McNeil. So we'll just lump that together. And then the fourth was the 2020 College World Series. Had that not been canceled due to COVID, there were others. Like I said, we'll get into some of the others that go a little further back because all these are pretty recent history. Which one do y'all want to pick I the think, scab off first? I think at the time that baseball one was very popular. Uh, Rombach was hot early. Jace Young looked like he had some pop. Even that year, Brian Klein was hitting like 500. Um, Parker Kelly was hitting 300, playing slick defense over there. Um, and then you, the pitching staff you had with Brutoski and all those guys, uh, Birdsell, what's that kid's name? Um, Bonin. Bryce Bonin, he was still there, right? Mm-hmm. Micah Dallas, I mean that that is beefy. I think you really could have made some noise. But counterpoint to that, Tennessee this year went eighty-four and three or whatever, 
It just didn't even get out of the super regional. Yeah, but I think you were legitimately built for the postseason with that team. Yeah, I'm just saying like they it, had one pitcher. I'm just saying that one doesn't sting because like you had a strong you hadn't rotation. Even started Big Twelve play, I don't think. Yeah, and so you just had a long ways to go. It didn't feel like you were right there on the cusp, right? Like the basketball national championship or something like that. Yeah, and in the basketball one, those there's like four moments in there that you're like, okay, one thing happens differently. Uh, Spencer, would you have fouled up three? I would now. I wouldn't have. There's still 20 seconds left. Like, you still had to score again. He made the shot with 13. Is that right? So, yeah, it would have been... Because they hurried a shot. Right. So, yeah, probably 19, 20 seconds when they got the ball, Virginia. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you still... You, I mean, you had the opportunity to score. I've seen the numbers that fouling up three doesn't really change the outcome. Yeah. Your likelihood to win or not. I, mean, not. I, I would have called timeout, though, and said, Well, yeah. No yeah. threes. Yeah. You know, if they drive, let them drive. But if you're going to let them drive, why not foul and make them earn it at the free throw line? I think more, I think more in the, the back end of that game, the, the overtimes, was the phantom out of bounds call and then the Moretti trip, no trip, with Guy. Uh, yeah. I don't even think through the overtime scenarios because it was right there. Yeah, if you'd have, I mean, if in regulation, the other even thing, further back, if Tariq Owens hadn't been hurt, maybe he closes out. Yeah, on, maybe you win by ten. Yeah. I don't know. The the thing I think about too is not just the corner three that DeAndre Hunter hit, but going back the other way, you know, th- that wasn't a buzzer beater. You got the possession, and your hometown kid Jared Culver took the last shot. Had he made that at the buzzer, yeah. being from Lubbock, that's like legendary. That's a better all time moment than had DeAndre Hunter just missed the three on the other end. Yeah. So I I think back to both of those last two shots. Like, had DeAndre Hunter just missed or had Jared Culver made the shot? I mean, he goes – he, like, skyrockets to Cheryl Swoops-type territory in terms of how we view all-time Red Raiders. So – Oh, yeah. That one sucked. And I was there in the first half. Y'all might recall wasn't really going our way. And I was like, you know what? Hell of a season. Virginia's a better team. This was a great experience coming to the Final Four. We'll just tip our hat to him. And then you came all the way back, and we're this freaking close yeah. to winning a national title. And yeah, you're going to feel that one until you know Mark yeah. Adams wins one this year. Yeah. It's hard to swallow. Speaking of swallowing, what was the other one? Uh, Norman in 2008. Pretty much just 08. 08 in general. Yeah. I want to a talk. lot would have well, had to change. I want to talk through this one. Yeah. <laughs> so we did get quote tweeted by I know you account. They're like, you mean what if you hadn't lost by forty four points? Yeah. What what if they only scored you yeah. know fifty two on us? So you uh, weren't really close <laughs> to winning that game, but we'll flip it around. Like, what if Crabtree got pushed out of bounds, or or what if Gideon Gideon caught that did catch right. the interception and the game yeah. ends then? Wouldn't even mattered. Yeah. Well, if Crabtree gets pushed out of bounds, you kick a field goal. Kick a field goal, and we talk about Linwood the way we talk about Crabtree. Yeah. Practically. I mean, instead of the clip of Crabtree running the end zone, it's us lining up for a kick with one second left and the kid they pulled out of the stands being the hero of that game. And you don't get uh, six um, on-the-field penalties. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what that's that kickoff what I was, was awesome, say. though. Yeah. The end on, like, an <laughs> interception, though, that was awesome. What if, oh, yeah. though, yeah. Had a fumble, but. what if Crabtree had stepped out of bounds? But, but by, they never called it. But by an inch. And the refs are trying to blow it dead. Crabtree runs into the end zone. The students think we won the game. They storm the field. They review it, find out there's one second left, and he stepped out of bounds, but they back up Linwood 30 yards from the penalties, and he has to nail like a 55-yarder instead of a chip shot. 62-yarder? That would have been, been rough, a rough way to lose a game. 
The students are like kicking themselves. Especially because you were up, yeah, so much. I mean that game from I, I just, the opening whistle, man. Yeah. Well, no, that 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 first offensive offensive possession was eh, but then like obviously you punted, you nailed them down there at the two. Got the safety. You right? set the tone on their very first play. And you're like, yeah. nah, man, this yeah. this, this defense is for sure. Well, then like on on another deep defensive possession on, the, on that side of the field, you converted a pick six. Yeah, Charbonnet. All right, so let's talk through it. Let's say you play 45 points better in Norman. <laughs> I'll remind y'all, you had to beat Baylor in overtime the next week. Like, you almost lost to well, RG3 in Baylor. I was at that, that game. It was brutal. It, that that game also, like, Harold shattered his hand. Harold, not, not Harold, Crabtree almost broke his ankle. I think it was also just the emotional RG, letdown. It was also like, like Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, nobody. Yes. Which is still a, a thing that we, like we were playing Thanksgiving games. I came back. I came back from uh, Thanksgiving to go to that. I was at that game. Fest. So I I, I share this with Michael actually. As I'm recorded, one of my most viewed pictures online is a picture I took of the stadium at that game. It gets used all the time. Like one of the the Brennan Jones, the offensive line coach from a few uh-huh. years ago, had it as like as his like Twitter. Background is like, hey man, I took that photo. <laughs> it's the best thing a to come out of that game. Ago. So but let's say you was that RG 3s freshman year. Yeah. yeah. Did y'all hear the story the the other day with Mac Brown? Sorry. No, it's fine. Mac Brown and RG three wanted him as a safety. <laughs> no, he was like, he met him on the field after the Baylor game that Texas just hammered Baylor. He's like, hey man, sorry, I'm offering you scholarship right now. Come to Texas. <laughs> RG three was like, no, nah, I'm already at Baylor. RG three said that. Like he reported on this story, RG RG three is the one who said that this happened. I don't know. I don't know if it's Mac Brown or RG three, but one of the two. Hmm. Probably RG three. I don't know if that. I believe it if that came from RG. That yeah. sounds a little bit like all the other teams' coaches were begging me to come play there, which he was great in college. But right. Well, I, I'm sure Mac wasn't like, "Hey, here's a scholarship." Yeah, but it's a little bit on the nose. <laughs> like, hey, I'm. It's got the paperwork like we messed in hand. <laughs> yeah, the pen. I need you to sign this. Something like that, though. Anyways, what were you saying? So let's say you. Advance to the Big 12 championship game and play Mizzou. Yeah. I assume most people, when they ask this what-if scenario, are assuming that you win that game. One, you have your first out and only outright conference championship since the Eisenhower administration. So that's a big feather in your cap, no matter what happens in the national championship game. Who who did OU play there? Mizzou. It was no, still Chase Daniel. And, Florida. Oh, Florida. Tim Tebow. And they beat Dude, that roster. Dude, T- Florida's roster that year was Tim ridiculous. Tebow, Percy Harvin. The Pouncey brothers, Aaron Hernandez. I don't even know who they had on defense. Uh, well, yeah. They had a safety win in the first round. Yeah, I can't I, remember I, his name. I don't like our chances against Florida that year. Bunch of killers. If we had got, <laughs> if we had made hung a bunch of points on you. You ever wonder how oh Tebow like navigated that locker room? Like you have a saint. You have Saint Tebow on one <laughs> of the spectrum, and a guy who's in prison or not anymore, but who is locked up for literal murder. Locked up. Not while Tebow was team captain. Well, there's rumors that uh, they were executing people down there in Florida. What? The Pouncey brothers. I haven't and heard Hernandez. about this. Oh. They killed another guy in college. You hear that? So let, let's say, all right, let's play the scenario. Let's say you win the Big 12 championship against Missouri. I don't want to play them now. And then Florida beats you by 21 in a non-competitive yeah, BTS you, national title. You lost a... Alabama that year. What happens with the program after that? I mean, does Mike Leach get? Does Mike Leach leave then? With like, 
Absolutely. Hey, you won the bet. He was trying to leave every year anyways. He would have left. He absolutely would have left. So Someone would have offered him a lot of money. Yeah, then you don't have to go through the Adam James stuff. He leaves where he wants to go, probably somewhere in the Pac-12, still. And we still get Tommy Tuberville. We just get him a year early. Somebody. And then we get rid of him a year early. And then Cliff is not qualified to be his successor, and you hire somebody totally different in Cliff, 2012. Cliff wasn't qualified. 2012, now. yeah. I think that's I a dare. bigger what if to me. What if you hired some old fogey in 2013? You did? And then money, no, oh. 13. Oh, okay. And then money whipped Cliff to just be the OC. And say, hey, give us two years, you can be the head coach in two years. Okay, here's an interesting... So, so like Dan Grobe? Yeah, get, Jim Grobe. Yeah. yeah. That's the point. Yeah, get some good <laughs> Grobe guy in there. Get a Dan or a Jim. Let him uh, teach... Cause get a Walter. Another thing with Cliff, all he had was Kevin Sumlin. It's like when Kevin Sumlin's your mentor, like you don't know how to run a program. Okay, I'm, I'm looking at... The 2008 coaching carousel. Because yeah. if y'all's hypothesis is that Leach would leave, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. it'd be to a bigger program. Yes. Interesting. Uh, Michigan Wolverines, that's when they hired Rich Rod. Oh, you would have got oh, him. He you missed been. out on him. Let's yeah. get, bring him home. So you think Leach <laughs> goes to Michigan. Two. Yeah. No, then Rich Rod probably goes to Alabama because he turned down Alabama. Well, that was a year prior. His wife didn't like Tuscaloosa, so he stayed at West Virginia one more year. Saban was hired at Alabama, and then Rich Rod went to Michigan. Um, I'm looking for some Nebraska. Uh, they sent Bill Callahan packing in 2008. Is that a- Bo Pelini? A&M had turnover in 2008. Yeah, that would have been yeah, when I was about to say, was, hired. That was, was that Sherman? Dang, I would hire Bo Pelini. Who was it? Um, let's see then. here. Dennis Franchione finally stepped down. Yeah. That was when Franchione left. Okay, Franchione. The Aggies decided to lure former Green Bay Packers head coach Mike Sherman from his job as the Houston Texans offensive coordinator. He didn't last long. Um, UCLA, I bet Leach would have gone out west. Yeah. Just kicked his feet up in L.A. He tried every year. Interestingly, Wazoo also, he wouldn't have left for that job coming off a natty appearance. But Arkansas, does he go to the SEC? I don't know. I want to say he he applied or interviewed for that UCLA job in 08. So maybe that's the did he not trajectory? I'm not sure because he he likes to go to Key West and Florida, right? Oh yeah. So I mean, I know that's opposite coast, but maybe he just wants to go to L.A. So who do you hire in uh, Bo Pelini? So a lot of people. I love that guy. <laughs> the next question was, had like what would have happened if you had hired either Ruffin McNeil or Art Bryles in 2009 after Leach was dismissed? Yeah. I think a, a Ruffin, McNeil, and Lincoln Riley ticket would have been a good transitional. Well, they, they went and had a bunch of success at Eastern Carolina. They did. And if you could have said, hey, Ruffin, give us four years, and then just hired Lincoln, I, I think you'd be in a good position. Until That's, he bolts for USC. That was my biggest what if, was after the 09 season, like when Ruffin was interim. I was like, you've got the staff in place. Yeah. Just make it official. But it was too... Mike Leach tainted, apparently, or whatever. Whatever excuse they came up with to not retain what, which would have been like yeah. one of the best coaching That's combinations. That's what they called it. Yeah, I don't think they could separate it. They, they couldn't look at it separately. And, but and McNeil? With, without and emotionally looking at it. McNeil and, and Riley together? Yeah. At Tech? Would have been great. 
when the the fan base was so fractured, I remember there being a grassroots movement. People loved Ruff and McNeil, and I think people would have still been opinionated about the Leach firing, but bringing on a guy as well-liked as Ruffin McNeil and as well-known among this fan base, I think would have helped heal that wound a little sooner than getting a carpetbagger that nobody cared for and that he sucks for three years. And then you get Cliff, which was a nice, energetic hire for the fan base, but then the results weren't really there on the field. You wonder if, had it been Ruffin McNeil instead, if you kind of would have turned the page from Leach earlier than a decade or whatever it's been. Well, and another what if from Cliff, uh, what if they didn't extend him? After seven games, could you have gotten out of that a couple of years earlier? Not he, that you'd wanted to, but I, I don't think the extension caused them not like because like the next possible time that you would have fired him would have been the year before he was fired, right? Yeah. Like yeah. and yeah. and and Hokett says regardless of the the outcome in, in Texas, his fate was already sealed. No, nah, he won that game no. and and saved his job. Hey, you run out of time, coach. What a conspiracy theory? Yeah. Uh, Cliff asked to be fired so he could leave. I think that was 100% a mutual decision. I, I don't think he was asked. I don't think he asked to be fired. I think not making a bowl. I think had he beaten Baylor or Kansas State in one of those last two games, yeah. both very winnable, maybe that scenario would have unfolded. But I also don't think he was like upset. I think he was like, yeah, it's time to time for me to go. I think he was burned out, very visibly burned out. Oh, as much as he's trashed recruiting since then? Oh, Absolutely. Just, I was going to make the same one, too. Just, just imagine if he hired Joey in 2018, if he got one more year, and he hired Joey to be his recruiter. Associate head coach. and just, Yeah. Yeah. God, that would have been awesome. Um, similar question. Bryles was in the mix back in 2009. What yeah. do you all think would have happened had Texas Tech been able to lure Bryles away from Baylor? We'd have enjoyed Texas, success for a while. I think Texas Tech would have won a Big 12 championship. Yep. I'd agree with that. I mean, and, you well, would have and, seen what he did at Baylor at Texas Tech. But And I think – I don't think you would have had the situation at Texas Tech that you had at Baylor. Why not? I think – well, for one, I think there's better oversight here because it's a public university. Uh, the Title IX stuff works better. Um, they're not trying to hide anything. So uh, I think, and it's a bigger city. So I think the the police department, all that, is better equipped. Um, but that was also a campus wide issue at Baylor. That was not a football program issue. It was a campus wide issue that involved the football program. What would he have still tried to do it? Or we didn't or, try to get kids sorry. to rape people, Spencer. <laughs> We're like, we, hey, hey, I'll play you more if you rape somebody. That, that's not what I meant. <laughs> Like, would, would he have still been... 100% he still would have skirted the rules. Let me ask you this. Had is that what been, you're asking? Yeah, it's like, like, would he have still been as purposefully hands-off looked away? Yeah. And uh, basically allowed that to happen? Yeah, probably. But, but I agree, too, that I don't think he would have gotten away with it, at least not to the same extent, because look at the context of where Baylor was as a program when he was hired there. They were the doormat. They were yeah. what Kansas is now. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people in that community, whether it was the police, the administration, were willing to like, hey, we're winning at football finally, so maybe let's turn the other way. But had he been hired here, it would have been after one of the most successful decades in our program's history. Right, you can win without doing I that. I think the people would have been like, you know what, if you're not going to do this ethically, you know, we'll just hire a third coach, Leach, Bryles, and whoever we replace you with to win 10 games and do it the right way. Right. 
Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Uh, that's what I hope would have happened had something occurred. But I also agree on the public school oversight that that would have been a little bit different than what happened at Baylor. Because it's also like you can cover stuff up much better at Baylor than you can at Texas Tech. The, one last point on this. Baylor also had a history of issues in their athletic department before Bryles. They had the basketball yeah. murder cover-up. Yeah. My mother-in-law, a big fan of the show, worked there in the 90s and just kind of has told me before, like, there were there was a rotten culture there even yeah. back in the 90s. Not, not to say that Texas Tech has always been perfect in every facet by any stretch, but I don't think Bryles showed up at Baylor and, like, all of a sudden was causing problems. Like, I think that yeah. athletic department had issues prior. Well, they're Baptists. Hey. <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> you bring up oh, church yeah. a lot for a podcast that really doesn't have anything to do with religion. Yeah, where's the, where's your covered dish? Just Shouldn't today. Be like a potluck here? What's your favorite potluck dish? I'd go funeral potatoes. God, those are so good. With the cornflakes on top? What what I like is the, uh, I like to have put together a sample of the four different macaroni and cheeses. Yeah. <laughs> Like I'm just gonna just gonna get a scoop of you all get the of them. Box one, and it's like the one with the crust on top. Mrs. Reynolds back in Merkel First Baptist. Yeah, go Badgers. Go Badgers. She made the best lemonade. Ooh, that was the thing. We never had drinks. At really all. fresh lemonade, lots of fruit in it. Oh, it's just it was like a. Oh, is Miss Reynolds bringing that lemonade? Okay, yeah, I'll go. What am I sitting through? Sure. Text- Texas Tech would also be the last Big 12 program to have played for a national title in football had they made it in 2008. That's not true. Because Texas played no nine. Texas did the year after. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Garrett Gilbert. <laughs> hey, what about Checkmate. this? What if Colt McCoy hadn't gotten hurt? How you, about that? I think UT wins that game. I think so, too. Mac Brown stays another Mac Brown's three or four years. Oh, Buttertooth. Oh, Mac Brown would still be there. You think he'd still be there? They now? wouldn't have fired him if he wanted. Well, I guess it's been they a would decade. have. I think they would. Do you remember have when I point? made like some great historical point, and immediately you were like, "Except for the very next year." <laughs> <laughs> Hand up! I forgot about that. Still, but beyond them, yeah. So yeah, you're right. You'd been the second well, most. Well, you, you, you could have defended that, like, well, Texas Tech would have just sustained their success. And well, not Texas, Texas an, to reach. They're an that. SEC school. Yeah, so, that's true. We'll never no, sniff a championship. But, but no. you think about it; it's crazy that it's been. This will be the thirteenth season, I guess, since that two thousand nine season when Texas made it, and OU has made the playoff. Texas has been closed. I think they went to like the Rose Bowl or something after. I think it was two years. I can't remember. Either way, Oklahoma State got close in twenty eleven, but nobody's. You know, Baylor and TCU almost made the playoff in twenty fourteen, but nobody's played in the national championship game since two thousand nine. Well, Oklahoma State, what? Why did they lose Bedlam that year? They lost Iowa State. Oh, it was Iowa State. I was like, yeah, I like thought, I thought three they, and nine Iowa State. Yeah, game. they lost at the very end. Yeah, and then that that took them to some bowl. And I think yeah, they was that two thousand eleven. Yeah, yeah, they had that like they beat Whedon, Stanford fullback type running back running in at the end. Some that game changed college football. Stocky, Shut up, Stocky <laughs> White dude. Hey, I will say on that though. uh Here's a what if. What if Texas didn't swing their Peters around and try to get the Longhorn Network instead of the Big 12 Network? Swing your sword was right there for you. Causing... We were talking about Leach and you missed it. No, I was talking about Texas. Causing Nebraska and Missouri to leave because the Big 12 obviously is not as good now because you hadn't played a national championship. You played in like a national championship every other year before everyone left. Would you be the... 
would the had the old Big Twelve stayed together, would you be the one in a position to poach USC and Oregon, and, and you're the one who creates the power conference or the super conference? Yeah, that's what I think. Would well, be. you'd still be third, but yeah, yeah. Well, it, no, because the Big Ten wouldn't have Nebraska, and but Nebraska sucks. True, but they're a big brand. Like, had the old yeah. Big Twelve gotten USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington? They would have been at 16 teams. When would the Pac-12 have Colorado State? Like, who would have they have gotten? They're done. Who would they? Well, even back 10 years ago, who would they have gotten instead of Colorado? Boise. Utah. Boise. Yeah, I don't know. Boise State will never be. Would a they have had to cave on BYU and finally take them? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it sounds like BYU was just kind of waiting hey, for the right moment. Uh, TCU. Yeah, you wouldn't have TCU and you wouldn't have West Virginia. Well, I yeah. guess TCU might be in the Pac-12. I don't know. Yeah, they could have gone TCU and SMU and just gone heavy on Dallas. Well, and I wonder if you would have expanded even back then or at first, if you would have stayed at 12, if you would have got to 14 or 16. Uh, because the SEC and the Big Ten both went to 14, I wonder if you would have matched. Yeah, I don't know. What if Bob Bowlesby stayed at Stanford? <laughs> Where he belongs. God. We are going deep into the rabbit hole here. What if Dan Beebe didn't suck? Well... That's a little too far of a stretch, I think. <laughs> we also got another what if in the same vein as the 2008 um, regular season finale. Texas Tech plays Houston. I think they were 10-0 and going into that game. What a time that was. They lose to Houston, wind up playing in the Blue Bonnet Bowl against Nebraska, lose that. So they lost their last two games of the season. But had they beaten Houston, the theory is as undefeated Southwest Conference champions, they would have played in the Cotton Bowl that year for a shot at the national title. Like, you bump up that 2008 timeline. If Texas Tech is somehow able to play in or win a national championship in the 70s, does that change their, what are we, 50 years, 45 years later? Does that change their 45-year trajectory in a meaningful way? Because I'll say this, Clemson won a national title in 1980, didn't really do anything for them until practically 40 years later. Right. BYU won one in 1984, Colorado won one in 1994. Neither one of those did a ton for them. Does it change Texas Tech's long-term trajectory? Yeah, do you get a different coach in? Um, do you not have to go through a couple of the coaches you went through? Uh, I saw a, lot, a bunch of what-ifs on Spike, too. What if you fired Spike earlier and all that kind of stuff? Because he kind of floated through the back half of his career. but He was just so likable. Yeah. I mean, it's that it was... yeah. It yeah, you, really were let, tough. you were letting Spike. You <laughs> it's know. like ripping a Band-Aid yeah. off. I, I remember when Cliff was here, it was remarked to me, like, if he's going 9-3 and three every year, he can be how he is personality-wise, you know, closed off. But if you're going 6-6, six and six, you have to be visible in the community. Yeah. That's what Spike Dykes, he was likable, and he went 6-5, and five, and he beat A&M or UT every year, and it was just enough to keep everybody happy enough. Yeah, and forget about the North Texas loss from the right. first season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because people would interact with Spike, they they you know they might oh man Texas Tech's just not very good this year, and then they'd see him at the supermarket, and he'd introduce himself and shake their hand and make them feel like yep. the only person in the world, and they'd go back. Well, you know, I mean, you know, just a bunch of good 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 guys out there, just good good folks. Good old boy down there. Yeah, I've, I've changed run, your mind. Uh, I did this during COVID when there was absolutely no sports going on. That had you hired Rich Rodriguez instead of Leach in two thousand. Rich Rod would have had the same run at Tech that he had at West Virginia. You know, Big 12 titles, BCS bowl games. And he would have left around the time that you could have plucked Gary Patterson from TCU, who was destroying the WAC, but not a power team yet, power five team yet. And then you'd have had the run that Gary Patterson had at TCU at Texas Tech and stacked success, as we like to say. 
You go from Rich Rod to Gary Patterson and then Joey McGuire. It just doesn't feel right. I know. It <laughs> feels so Could wrong. you imagine having to defend a coach that needs a I was gonna towel say, girl? The opposite of Spike Dykes' likability is Gary Patterson's unlikability. Yeah, we've come full circle to McGuire is way more similar to Spike Dykes yeah. than anyone we've had in between. No, if yeah, Gary you was would have had coach, the four two five and have twenty defensive backs in the If Gary was a head coach, you'd be like, dude, you better win ten games because nobody likes you. <laughs> You better win ten games. Well, if you go eight and four, that's not going to be enough for this community. We would have just you. forced him to get his musical side out sooner. <laughs> Take a step back. He'd have played at the Blue Light. Oh damn! Yeah, <laughs> drinking that burnt vodka. Whew. Probably being an investor. Speaking of investing, if your business needs some help, call a couple of Red Raiders. Cole Roberts is dead. Go ahead. Yeah, diversified lenders. Through a unique combination of accounts receivable, financing, and equipment leasing, Diversified Lenders is uniquely qualified to help you get the working capital you need, not later, now. They offer the following, factoring, invoice purchasing, equipment finance and leasing, asset-based lending, government finance and leasing. Check them out at diversifiedlenders.com. Big fan of Cole Roberts. He loves us. We love him. He loves you. Yeah, he loves me. I think he hates me. He loves okay. he loves hating you. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> but you, I mean, you're kind of a sensitive guy. I mean, I know I'm the sensitive Red Raider, but... I was going to say, you're the sensitive one. But uh, you're easy to poke fun of. What do the 23 personnel guys think about conference realignment? You go first. How do you mean, like, what do I think about I'm it? I'm talking what teams do you want, what network do you want to go with, what do you think of Brett Yormar? Yeah, not what if, not not what he thinks going to happen, what do you want to happen? Let's dream a little. Yeah. I love the association with CBS, oh. if that would be a possibility. Yes, it is. I, I would absolutely love that. See, did you see the quotes from the CBS executive? No. It's I like, oh, not. we want to be in the college football world. They keep, like... Okay, the Stuart Mandel are flirting a little bit. Are carrying water for the Pac-12 schools? Yeah, I feel like CBS is starting to pump up the new Big Twelve and position themselves as our media partner. I think Shayon Jaraja. Am I saying that right? I think so. He's a mole. He's yeah. in there. He's 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 slowly he's slowly getting them all converted, getting them excited about Big Twelve football. He's he's working for us. He's helping us. You out. have him. You have Dennis Dodds. Dodd. Dobbs. Yeah, Dennis Dodd. Um. I don't know. And then, yeah, those comments that, yeah, we're losing the SEC 230 game every week, but we're going to be in the space of major college football. And that article is like, well, does that count if you're not in the Power 2? Is that major college football? Um, what is that? What? Oh, my elbow. Oh, bringing out your elbow. No, I thought you were giving me a hand yeah. signal. Okay. No, 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 no. I think CBS is going to want to be all over. I hope they want to be all over the Big 12 because it's good production quality. You've got three windows that six teams can play in and then the rest would be streamed on Paramount. I want to see them play a Thursday or Friday night game. But I asked you all for y'all's opinions, so that that's my that That's where I would start is uh, I would really like to, um, you know, I know that ESPN Plus just, I think their prices just went up. We're on the bundle because we have a, a little one, so we've got Disney Plus and Hulu and all that stuff. So I don't know if it's going to go up for us, but I know it's going up to 10 bucks a month now, and that kind of stings. Um you know, basically doubling their price. So CBS, I mean, they have they do have a CBS Sports channel that not everybody gets, which is kind of 
tough. Um, but if, if we're going to the streaming thing, I, I still think it's very valuable to have a TV station that actually exists that people like, I, I think it was in the, the discord chat and maybe it was you who brought it up, but the, how valuable it is to go to a sports bar and say, Hey, put it on ESPN two, you know, put it on CBS Put it on Paramount Network or whatever. That's yeah. we we want to watch the game as opposed to well, can you can you uh, load up your ESPN Plus streaming app? Well, this isn't a smart TV, or we don't have the Roku set up, or we don't have a login. And what channel is ESPN Plus? Yeah, yeah. And then you get that all on the time Southern too. Suddenly in Lubbock. Yeah, I think there's a ton of value there. One, the consistency of knowing okay, we're on CBS or we're on Paramount. Like I need to purchase Paramount. Like okay. You know, and just have the annual subscription there. I'll watch Yellowstone reruns. I'll watch everybody, 1883. Everybody has CBS. Not everybody has Fox Sports 2 or ESPNU. Everybody has CBS. And, like, if you look at the TV ratings, it is so much more valuable to be in the ABC or the Fox window than it is the FS1 or ESPN Plus window. I mean, it just it quadruples your viewership. And usually you're in those slots because you're playing an interesting game. Like, those are for teams ranked in the top 25 or whatever. But I think there'd be a ton of value in the consistency of okay every week tech is on cbs or this streaming platform and not having to wonder okay is it fox is it espn the other thing that i love about cbs is it gives your conference a a unique identity like the big 10 is obviously going to be the fox conference the sec is going to be or yeah the sec is going to be the espn conference and i feel like the acc has to think now that they're second fiddle to espn like all the coverage on sports center and on the ESPN-related podcast, are going to talk SEC. They're going to just gloss over the ACC. So I don't want to be one of the other networks, you know, secondary conferences. If you're with CBS and you're alone there, or NBC, but I would prefer CBS, like, they're going to promote all your games. They're not worried about promoting Alabama or Ohio State or whoever else. So I think there's a lot of value in that. They're going to get a lot better it. talent to work your games, too. That's what we're seeing with ESPN. I mean, they've got... I don't know, 60 games they put on a weekend or whatever it is. And yeah, and then, you get the ooh. F crew. Yes. Could we get Romo on a Saturday call and then oh heck yeah, Sunday? Hello, friends. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd be away from, uh, from Spencer's favorite, Tim Brando. Oh, God. How do you do? <laughs> Spencer loves that line. I'm going to mute. CD. Kyle's microphone. The CD. I do want Gus Johnson. You want to know the moment? Yes, please. Well, we've never won a Gus Johnson game. Still, <laughs> wow. I love Gus Johnson. He and uh, you put his... the biscuit in the basket. <laughs> Who's his know, partner? You're going to a barbecue and you didn't invite me. <laughs> the, the moment Joe Tim Brando lost me no, forever. Not before that. It was 2015. You were playing in Austin. Travis Bruffy. No, no, no. Oh, it was before that. You ran the play where you hid Jakeem Grant behind the line. Oh, yeah, stuck it. You know, between his legs. Little people, big world. Yeah. Tim Brando on that call, he called it a fumble ruski. Yeah. Or a flea flicker, fumble ruski style. Yeah. And that play was neither a flea neither. flicker, nor was it a fumble ruski. It was just a yeah. like, handoff. A handoff. Yeah. A trick play handoff. He was like, oh, flea flicker, fumble ruski style. As Jakeem Grant's like going on the sideline, I was like, that's not what that was, Tim. No. And you're a professional. You get paid a lot of money to do this. Yeah. Tim's you should, bad. You should know better. Well, and him and uh, the next year was Travis Brooks. What was his guy's name? Spencer Tillman? Is it Spencer Tillman? I think yeah. so. Who was with Gus Johnson earlier? He's that's with Joe Clatt now. That's the thing nobody knows. No, but... Gus. but, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just his Gus. His color guy before Clatt was also good. Yeah. Like, they were a good pair. He, I he, think it was he, he and Joel are good, too, but... Yeah. 
Uh, Joel kind of lost me when he was talking about Matt Wells getting fired. So we're all in on CBS. Yes. 100% sure. 100% on, on uh, CBS. And I will say this too. If you're just looking for um, Tier 1, like if CBS is going to let you do whatever you want on Tier 2 and 3, really down with CBS. Yeah. Because then you can, you know, sprinkle a little bit of Fox and still be on Fox Sports 1 and Big Fox and um, all their channels for, for your Tier 2. Uh, and then if you get streaming for your third tier, whether that's Paramount Plus or if you want to go with, you know, Apple or whatever else. What I have really grown accustomed to is every single basketball and baseball game yes. being available on ESPN Plus at the least if it's not nationally televised. Yeah. I hope that if you are with Paramount Plus that they have that kind of commitment. Say, yeah, Texas Tech baseball is going to be on Paramount Plus every single game. I would also love a, a Big 12 Series of the Week on CBS or T or TBS or TNT. That's another thing about CBS. They, yeah. own, they own Turner Broadcasting. Yeah. Yes. So if you could have a Thursday night, Friday night game on TNT. True TV. Oh, yeah. Because what, what, what are they doing from what are they doing from June to October? They're not airing NHL. They're not airing NBA. Just reruns of the closer. Well, yeah. And all their network TV shows have been surpassed by what's on Netflix and hey, Hulu. The Big 12 knows drama. <laughs> I was looking too. Characters welcome? <laughs> Hell yeah. I was looking at some TV ratings, and you can put Houston versus Tulane on a Friday night on yeah. ESPN2. It'll get a million viewers. Nobody's, nobody else is watching anything. I, I almost am a fan of the Big 12 committing to a certain number of Friday night or Thursday night games because there's, there's no competition, or there's very little competition. You're going against a crappy NFL game on Thursday. You're going against nobody on Friday. And, and all you'll the you'll fil- get a million and a half viewers. Yeah. And you have recruiting departments now. So it's not like these coaches are out watching games on Friday night. Like, James Blanchard is out in post. James Blanchard is out, you know, in the DFW or whatever, recruiting. Um, and if it's one a year, you okay. Uh, right. Like, yeah, that's not ideal, but we'll yeah. do it once. Especially, yeah. especially if it's on the road. Yeah. Well, that's been, I mean, they've done that for the last decade, roughly, with the Thursday night games. There's yeah. been at least one. Have those in the been Big the last 12. couple years? I don't think you had one this year. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, we no tech didn't. I, there might have been. I don't think the Big Twelve had them. I, I think yeah, that they may not have. I don't COVID. think you've had them since 2018 or 2019. Yeah, that's I a think good it point. Stopped in COVID. But again, like if if Kansas State plays Texas Tech on FS1 at 11 a.m., it won't top 500,000 viewers. If yeah. those so, same two teams played on Friday night, it would triple the viewership for the yeah. same exact game. Yeah. So because I, it's I, there and people like football and it's it's on. Yeah, we're going to watch I it. Think Even if you're not a tech fan, you're going to probably watch that game just because it's on your TV. Yeah, especially with the prevalence of sports betting. Oh, say, sure. Okay, there's 30 games tomorrow on Saturday. There's two on Friday. Especially if it kicked off late at like 8. Yeah. I know that's crazy because it's like you're going all the way to midnight. But then like weekday traffic is not an issue. You're in and out. It's the same thing they do on Tailgate. Labor Day weekend every year. Yeah. They play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Why do they do that? Because if you have all those games on Saturday, some of them are going to get lost in the shuffle. But if you move one of them to Sunday night, and the NFL hasn't started yet, it gets huge ratings. I think your market on, on, on a Sunday, on Labor Day weekend against SMU or whatever, that was like that, that really bad heat game where they were giving out water bottles. Was that a Sunday? 
That was like the first game of the year for Tuberville, one of his, his oh, first years. I don't remember that. I yeah, know Cliff, on Sunday. I know Cliff played at SMU on a Friday, I think it was. Is that Baker Mayfield? Baker, Baker Mayfield, yeah. yeah. Baker Mayfield. Like, first, first true freshman ever to start in a Big 12 game. No, it was like they, they, they had like the walk-on too. Oh, first true freshman walk-on? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a little bit different than just a walk-on, but... <laughs> Anyways, all right, do we have a mailbag? Yeah, uh, that was another what if. What if he never transfers? But that's a long rabbit hole of Patrick Mahomes, Jared Stidham, Michael Brewer, all that. But yeah, we don't have to get into that. No. When, when will the lamestream media finally cave and admit that Baton Rouge is actually a part of West Texas? <laughs> Any day now. I think people are catching on. I think it's going to be in the Baton Rouge newspaper as early as tomorrow. It'll be in the paper? Yeah. Well, that's how you know. R- right next to the Big 12 expansion news. The obits. Speaking of West Texas, keep an eye out. We uh we love West Texas, don't we, Rob? We do. You and I. We love businesses. We do. Well, hold on, yeah. hold on. We the the twenty three personnel also love West Texas. Yeah, that's why we raise our families here. We stake the plants. The family, the familia. Uh, we like local businesses that operate in West Texas. We do. One of those is Code Ninjas. They teach kids ages five to fourteen how to level up their coding, STEM, and engineering skills in a fun, hands on environment. Now they've got year round programs, Rob. But right now they're running a variety of summer camps, and our listeners can get $10 off using the promo code GAUCHOS. Spencer, do you want to assist me in this ad read since I think you took advantage Dude, of this promo I was going to tell you about this. So my oldest, Grayson, go ahead and tell me his name. He uh, he did a Code Ninjas camp earlier this summer. Um, one, uh, Jody and his wife that run it, love them. I accidentally signed up for the wrong month. <laughs> So like I showed up day showed one. Up. They're like, Dad we, we don't we don't have a Grayson on this list. It's like I checked my email. I was like, oh, it's for July. Like, well, can you fit him in? He's like, yeah, we'll make room. So one great people. Um, he absolutely loved that camp. Came home every day just raving about all the great stuff they did. They make a game controller out of, of a banana. Yeah, and they did like uh, musical instruments and uh, uh, they they were working with. Um, that circuit board, uh, makey makey junior inventor stuff, whatever. Oh yeah. Great stuff. Uh, uh well, want to get him back it? in raspberry. No, I don't know if it's called raspberry. There's I want to get him back in for some of the other camps. Yeah, they did like a Minecraft and Roblox and oh, YouTube cool. stuff. He did the, the junior inventors camp. And is he going to start a YouTube channel? So he's been begging me to start it up and I've, I've completely biffed it cause I just don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Same. Because he, he, one, he watches a lot of YouTube channels and like watches oh, like man. Minecraft and Roblox. My nephew my phone, watches Yo Boy Pizza. <laughs> my, because of <laughs> the stuff. the Apple uh, crossover, my phone is filled with videos that Grayson has recorded of himself talking about games and awesome. oh my gosh, like it's screen records of him playing Minecraft. Anyways, he would be much better at being able to create his own channel yeah. had he gone to this camp. He went to the like I said the Inventors one, loved it. Good deal. So he learned a lot and had a good time. Yeah, oh yeah, perfect. Promo code Gauchos at checkout, $10 off, and that's good for any of the summer camps at the Lubbock location. I caught Mr. Code Ninja out at the uh, Matadors game He's last good time. Good dude. Yeah, I met him on, on, on the last day of the camp. He's yeah. good dude. And He's got a good beard like you do. Yeah, I did. I enjoyed his, it. His last name is actually Ninja. Like, yeah. He's Mr. Ninja. Please talk about the hate Tech is getting from other fan bases after announcing the new renovations. I haven't seen much of that. I did see a few negative comments from Tech fans. Um, former offensive lineman Jack Anderson pointed it out on Twitter. 
It wasn't negative so much as just like, and it wasn't tech fans. It wasn't like real tech fans. It was like the people in Lubbock that are like, it was t-shirt fans. And like tech has them. Oh, but it's like, hey man, why don't you win before you put two hundred million dollars? Oh, it's the, the same. Yeah, you even got that that kind those, of garbage. Yes, uh, when you posted your Facebook world, yeah, when you posted your food suggestions at the oh, Jones yeah. that we talked about earlier, yeah. Rob was getting. Well, why don't they win more? Yeah, like, wait, hey guys, you we're can't trying to eat talk fried cheese until you eat four, <laughs> yeah. man. You don't deserve any sort of spankies. It's like a uniform guy. Whenever they announce what uniforms are wearing, they're like, yeah, why don't we worry more man. about what we do on the field than yeah. what we're wearing? Yeah, and or they're also saying, well, I thought we were the Red Raiders. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I, I didn't I, I didn't see a ton of that, but I saw enough no. to where it is just annoying. Yeah. It's 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 people that look like they there look pretty instant. Zero, there should have been zero negative comments on a $200 million promise. No. You no. say, thank you for your investment. This looks yeah. awesome. Let's go. But there's going to be someone somewhere, well, y'all should check out the plumbing in Holden Hall. Why don't yeah. y'all fix that first? There was He's just like, okay. <laughs> the band can't even get new uniforms yeah. and y'all are putting $200 million. Who was the coach uh, on Last Chance U when they were in Garden City? Yeah. Kansas. Uh, JB. Yeah, Jason Brown. Brown. Yeah. I think that was his name, Jason I thought you were about Brown. to say Garden City, Texas. No. Independence. <laughs> Independence. Yeah. yeah, sorry, not Garden City. He had a line in there. He was like, you know. Easy. It's family friendly here. Yeah. Well, uh, it was about the same deal. Like, they got new uniforms for a Juco football team. and That hadn't won any. And he was like, look, you know, nobody's paying money to go watch a kid take a chemistry exam, but they'll pay money to come watch a football team. Like, sorry. There are revenue yeah. generators, and there are things that cost money. That's so, basically, that's speaking of, uh, who was. Then he called everybody a slab dick. Who was the <laughs> Hutchins was You can edit that party. out, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> who, who well, if we're going to do that, I'm just going <laughs> to open up the floodgates. I've been holding back over here. <laughs> There's one thing Spencer likes to do, and it's cussing. Yeah. And getting hammered. <laughs> oh, yeah. Aren't you guys always hammered. hammered when you record? Oh, my gosh. Guys, yeah, what's in that guys, cup over there, Michael? Whew. Yeah, I mean, goodness. it's, uh, you know. I can tell. It's, it's just uh, the whole thing of cherry vodka. <laughs> because I opened a can on on the, the recording once, it's kind of like it was Diet Coke, wasn't it? Oh, for sure. <laughs> Never opened a beer on on recording. I don't know if I've seen. I think that I've, guy is a bit though. I think that's like a fake account. I think I've seen you drink a beer like a handful of times. It's been very few times. More like a handful of beers. Yeah, um, fistful of beers. Who is your least favorite national sports media personality, and why is it Bruce Feldman or Stuart Mandel? I don't have anything against Bruce Feldman. I don't. He hasn't crossed my He's, radar. Okay, he did something. I think this is a symptom of a broader thing with Bruce Feldman. But, for example, when Notre Dame and Oklahoma State were playing in the Cotton Bowl? Uh-huh. This season, New Year's Six Bowl. Huge bowl game. Huge. This guy's a national college football reporter. Turns it on in the first quarter, sees that Notre Dame is winning, and he goes, great first game for whatever their new head coach's name is, because Brian Kelly had left. Freeman. Um, Oklahoma State comes back and wins. Not a single tweet from Bruce Feldman. It was like, okay, he just, oh, Notre Dame's up, I'll turn it off. And, like, gave no props to yeah. Gundy and Oklahoma State. Just, like, great first game out of the gates for Freeman. They didn't even win the game. I would so say – It's uh, more of that just bias yeah. toward the Ohio State's, Notre Dame's, and mm-hmm. coastal schools. And, like, oh, we don't really care if Oklahoma State wins the Cotton Bowl. Well, and uh, also to, to Scott's point, the, the guy that submitted this question, they they tend to will throw something out there, like, without any kind of backing. And then when they get heat – for like actually that's not correct. Like, well, don't you know who you're talking to? Oh, like, Stewart is the worst expert. That. All right, start bench cut. Mandel, Feldman, Wolken. 
Oh gosh. You gotta read somebody. Um Wolken so I'd probably start Bruce Feldman, because my issues with him are less severe than the other two. Uh bench Wolken. Because at least with him, I kind of don't know what I'm going to get. It might be a really stupid take. And then I know exactly what Mandel is going to... Oh, nobody goes to watch USC football because the beach is right there. Oh, my God. But uh, it doesn't matter if 60,000 people want to watch West Virginia or Tech or K-State in person. Those programs don't have any value. But SMU and San Diego State and Wazoo in a merger have enough value for me to write this stupid piece on the athletic. Right. So, yeah, I'm cutting Mandel. I agree with that, by the way. That... That lineup. Woken. Woken. Big fan. Um, there's another thing. Bruce Feldman is obviously tied with Alex Grinch's agent because he tweeted at some point that like Alex Grinch was the front runner for the Texas Tech job, which yeah was not ever true at any point in time. No. So I hope he got Alex Grinch a nice raise at now USC. But I think Feldman is – he's a little too connected. And so guys like Alex Grinch just text Bruce Feldman like, hey – Go ahead and put out there that like I'm in line to replace Mike Gundy if he were to change jobs this year. Bruce Feldman's <laughs> like, okay, I'll do it, and like, like Schefter, yeah. So, uh, which you know, good for those guys. They get a raise because Bruce Feldman tweets about them. Which of you would make the football team as a walk-on? In a more serious note, in case you didn't take that question seriously, what? <laughs> which team across Earthful. all sports will get closest actually win a natty this year? And before you give me your prospects on. If you'd make the team as a walk-on, tell me what position you would play. I think the the three of us on this side of the room are looking at the only person that's played college athletics and say it's, it's got to be you. Yeah, it's got to be Kyle. Pl- okay, <laughs> played as a stretch, and it, it was Kyle. Division three. I was on the team at a Division three school. Absolutely. I stopped playing football in eighth grade. <laughs> the only year I played football was my senior year because I went to a small school. And they were like, yeah, sure, you want to play? It's like, Okay. So I played tight end and defensive tackle, and I was terrible at both. <laughs> Actually, I was pretty good at defensive tackle. I was okay. Real the uh, Badgers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go Badgers. I was awful at tight end. I, my rock hands, I couldn't catch crap. <laughs> you weren't the second coming of Jason Morrow? Uh, no. <laughs> Not even close. Hey, speaking of, of, of... Well, he was... Jason Morrow modeled his game off Michael McDonald. Yeah, there was. Sure. there's very little tape. <laughs> there's Michael's- very, very little tape of me playing tight end. Unless someone had like their camcorder out at a scrimmage or a practice. There's, I don't think there's any tape of me lining up was on that, the offense. Was uh, that 2004? Two. 2002. Well, I guess technically it was fall of 01, so... Right. That was a while back. When we went through our, our preseason workouts and like they were trying to figure out where you everybody was going to play, what, one of the coaches had it, us doing like just the 40 sprints. And then once you got done, he's like, okay, now tell me what position you want to play. I did it. I was like, I want to play tight end. He just laughed. <laughs> I was too slow to play tight end. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, you, you, you'll play offensive tackle. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So in, in a 5-2 defense, I was a defensive tackle, and I was a right tackle on offense. Nice. But I'm, I'm not making a team as a walk-on. You're in the Lubbock Christian Hall of Fame. Oh, on, yeah. on the wall of honor. No, no. I uh, did play both ways on JV, though. Nice. Nose and uh, left tackle. Ooh, left tackle. Holding down the line. Yeah. I think I was right tackle. I'm not sure. Right tackle man over here. Quick, I, I would have preferred strong. to play or, right well, tackle. defensive tackle. I was on the yeah, right side. Yeah, we strong and quick, but I was not quick. <laughs> the, the highlight of my quote-unquote career, I played very little, was one series in Anson. Um, I, I went out for the whole series, and I was 
either the the solo tackler or I was involved in every tackle on all three downs. Nice. Nice. So that was pretty cool. That's why they call him three and out Michael. Yeah, that's it. I have a highlight too. Three and out Michael. I, I don't know how it happened, but in our 5-2 alignment on one play, they're like, we're not, we're going to leave this defensive tackle un, unblocked. It was an option. They literally pitched it to me because I got through the line so fast. Cause like, nice. <laughs> I have the ball. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> and I immediately moment, fell. <laughs> my only highlight on varsity. I had two highlights. One, they were both my sophomore year because we were so good. I got to play. I didn't play much the next two years. But our our senior class when I was a sophomore, we went 13-0 and went undefeated. They were like, yeah, they were really good. Dang. Then we went 1-9 my senior year. So, <laughs> Ouch. But, like, one Locker time room you, culture, saw me on f- you, you saw me on film, like, running, and I was, like, in the way. But I was, like, lead blocking. The guy had to juke me to get downfield. <laughs> and the next time uh, we were playing, like, Notre Dame Catholic or something. And uh, the guy caught a screen pass and fell down. And I was, like, right there, so... Like, my... Body slammed him? No. Worse. My forward momentum was already going forward. And I, like, didn't want to fall on him. So I just, like, rolled over him. Like... (laughs) So, look, we watched that a hundred times on film. Me just, like, jumping over the guy to not smash him. They were like, you should have splashed him. (laughs) Well, see, I, think, uh, I feel like we've made our case now. I'm not so sure Kyle's a shoe in or not. <laughs> okay, so which which what team was the other question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which team across all sports will get closest to or actually win a natty this year? This year, I have full yeah, faith like, I guess that this uh, baseball will bounce back. Uh, the easy question is probably the men's track team. They're always in the mix. I would love to say men's basketball. Yeah, it's one of men's basketball, baseball, or track until yeah. it's not. Women's track was pretty good this year. Golf, men's golf. Golf was they were in the mix. Kind of on the precipice. I didn't know the Big Twelve was a golf conference, but it was like yeah. Tech, Oklahoma, oh, has been. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State. Yeah, always has been. Yeah. Um, did, did the Justin. Oh, this is a good one. When all the tech podcasts, hey, guys, are y'all paying attention? <laughs> Sorry, no, not Spencer <laughs> was talking to me. I need y'all to take the mailbag. All right, seriously. Bye-bye. When all the tech podcasts go to war with each other, who is going to win and why? And I mean in a physical war to the death sense. Oh my! That's God. in the. Tweet. Well, we would be the rated our two. war. Do y'all want to form an alliance? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Would you like to form an alliance with me? So we're going to form an alliance. Do we, we think we can take out all the other podcasts? I mean, I think there would be a few out there. I would assume. Are we just going to name some? Well, no, we don't want to promote our. Is it the four of us versus everybody else? Because there's a lot of other everybody else. Well, there's. Well, a, I think there's everybody's fending for themselves. We yeah. just have an alliance. Well, there's about seven they, podcasts that have a pre-written alliance that... Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and now also, some of these podcasts... Like, we're just two dudes. Y'all are just two dudes. But some yeah. of these people have, like, seven They've producers. A team, and yeah. A whole family. Chief say. operating officers. Yeah. They, you know, yeah, they got, like, a CFO of Yeah, they're entertainment empires. So, Inter- Entertainment 720? What's... Parks what's the... What's... Oh, what was OU's thing? Dirty Deeds Done... Premier dark, Worldwide? Done Dirt Cheap. Done in the Dark Dirt... <laughs> Dirty hard work. Dirty done hard. in the dark. That would be us. I'll have to look at My that. My answer to this is a cop-out and say that all Texas Tech podcasts are on the same team. After all that, you're going to cop-out? Well, like, we're not going to go fight another podcast, are we? We would be the final four. So this is like an Anchorman kind of situation. This is a street fight? No this face? basically what this is. Brick shows up with a hand grenade kind of thing. 
someone gets a trident. Yeah. Been meaning to talk to you about that. No face, no nuts. MLB. Uh, so this is a question about the MLB draft, but it hasn't happened yet, so we can't really get to that. Uh, it's the, still happening. It goes on 300 days a year. <laughs> the Tech QB battle. That's all that's in the tweet. I'm going to Tech QB battle send tweet. I'm going to save that for August because we're going to have time to get into position group previews, and we've kind of been going a while. Um, McGuire did say he's going to name a quarterback the week before their first game. So they'll have two weeks. They'll have yep. one full week and then the Which is exactly the what week. you said on the last podcast. Yeah, I think I think that's like the latest you should announce. It. Yeah. I hated that. You'll know when he runs out there. Yeah. That I, I get it, but it always bothered me too. The team needs to know who the quarterback is. Yeah, and then the wrong one would run out there. Like yeah. McLean freaking God, he's running out there. Oh God. <laughs> no miss is gonna kill us. <laughs> on a scale of New Mexico State to A and M, how insufferable are the Utes? I'll hang up and listen. This is an Aggie an scale. Aggie, Aggie Central. Hmm. So Utah State is in there somewhere. The Utes, yeah. the Utes are awful. The, yeah. Their fan base on Twitter. I would say A&M levels. Yeah, no, it's that level yeah. of delusion. Well, it, I think you're right because we've just kind of not been exposed to it. Don't you know where they are? Can I say, like, like I, I don't want to defend this one Utah fan, but, like, they did get to a Rose Bowl, but they've also been, like, as close to the Mountain West as as they are that, to going back to the Rose yeah, Bowl. I'm sorry, but that's not enough. Like, no, no, no. no. Oh, I'm I'm I'm, I'm yeah. not saying that, that defends them, but they have a modicum of success to at least stand yeah. on. Whereas, like, well, I'm not. What what, what, uh, what New Year's Six Bowl have you been to, Texas yeah, Tech? I'm not arguing with you, but like Oklahoma State has been to what four New Year's Six or BCS games under Gundy, and sorry, they're stuck with us. Who's coming off our worst decade ever? So Utah is not better than Oklahoma State or yeah. Baylor recently or West Virginia historically. Like, sorry, you can come hang out with the rest of us. You're not too good for is us. Is Utah better than Iowa State historically? No, I mean just like if if you put if you put any of those teams against each other the last three years. No, I think Utah is. They're I think they're an upper half Big Twelve team, but I don't think they're better than Baylor, Oklahoma State, or Iowa State. No. I agree. I think they would. They might be competitive with them. Yes. They might beat them, you know, fifty percent of the time. But they're not just like running this conference. They also get to play a bunch of Pac-12 teams. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, you're in the South with yeah, you know, USC who had to fire their coach because they were so bad, Colorado who doesn't care about athletics, Arizona won one game in like two years. <laughs> yeah. So they win their division and they're like, oh, we're we're playing for Pac-12 championships. We're in the Rose Bowl. Okay. BYU went undefeated last year in the Pac-12 play. Yeah, they went five and zero, right? Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. I, I want them to join just so that I can root for BYU. Just curb stomp them. So we're going A and M on that spectrum. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, that's pretty much all of them. Somebody else asked about tickets for the TCU game, but we already covered that. We don't have yeah. any yet. Yet we're all going though. Yeah, I think I'm legitimately going to try to go. Just use promo code twenty three gaucho somewhere. And see, see what, <laughs> yeah, we need to see do. what that gets you. Just plug it in. We need El Jefe to figure out the yeah. the hack to the system. I'll just use SeatGeek. We need to get SeatGeek to sponsor us. Yeah, maybe. Sure. <laughs> we need to get Waterburger to sponsor us. We talk about Waterburger Ooh. like every week. What's your favorite specialty sandwich? Uh, the green chili double. Mm. It rotates. It it usually is the uh, buffalo ranch chicken strip sandwich. It's a good one. But the uh, the you would. 
Peppercorn Ranch. You I would know, like chicken the chicken candies. strip sandwich. It was like boneless wings on a sandwich. It's great. <laughs> it is whip, whip, with some melted cheese. The the Peppercorn Ranch variations right now. The the Chicken yep. Club. Yeah, spicy. peppercorn like ranch blue Swiss cheese burger. That's too much the, the A1 burger. Honey barbecue sweet, 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 sweet and spicy that we don't get here. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. That's the a bacon. good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's honey, probably my favorite all Honey time. barbecue chicken strip sandwich. That's a classic classic that's been around a long time. It, it's, to me, there's too much sauce. They can't like, I want half sauce. Here's the other thing. You know how there's like... On the fa- app, you can do that. You know how there's a fat yeah. end of the chicken tender and then kind of like a pointier end? They don't stagger them. Yeah, you've got to do that. One end of the sandwich is like two inches thick and then the other side is just like the... The breading, yeah, like yeah. you need to and all the sauce go crossways. Yeah, yeah, but all the but sauce. it's a good sandwich overall. You get it on Texas toast. The bucket of sauce is on. Oh, the the pro move, put it on the toast. You, did you know you can do that with any? Yeah, burger at Whataburger. Oh, I, dude, the app is where it's at. The oh, app, you can experiment with the app. It's it's uh it's eye opening. And I love I love ordering on apps. I order on the Sonic app. Ooh. No free ads. But like even when I go to Starbucks, I have to order on the app. <laughs> I get too much anxiety, like, oh, can I get the, uh, oh, oh, can I just get a cold brew? <laughs> I always do. I'm like, I want the, um, uh, yeah, the coffee. Yeah. Just I, give me a coffee. I feel a little bad, but I don't. Sometimes I forget that when you have a lot of followers on Twitter and you quote tweet someone, you're just setting them up to be ratioed. But it's this guy's fault for being an ass first. <laughs> yeah. So all I did, I didn't at anybody. I was. I, Is I, he a student reporter that you're hammering? No, oh. <laughs> I would never. Dare, think of the I children. Know. Think of the children. I quote tweeted the athletic about the Big Twelve and all that, and this guy, I guess from SMU, goes, "SMU doesn't need to be rescued by TT or the Big Twelve. We will be joining the ACC or Big Ten. For what it's worth, I've never heard anyone say, "Wow, you went to TT or you live in Lubbock." So like out of nowhere, catching strays from an SMU fan. Yeah. So I quote tweet him and say, yeah, your Big Ten invite is coming at the same time as Utah's. And I just went back and looked. He has four quote tweets and 27 replies. So his ratio right now is 31 to 0. <laughs> he has no likes on his tweet. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't necessarily trying to get 27 people to Whoops. respond to you. but You murdered. <laughs> you murdered. Henry? That, yes. The adult? Good grief. You've, like, you, you have some pretty good singers every once in a while. You're very good on Twitter. This is why we have the alliance. But, <laughs> but you <laughs> murdered Exhibit A. You murdered that guy. Like he was like you, you, got, you haven't beaten us in Fort Worth in one thousand days. And I'm like okay, like you think Texas Tech's basketball program at this point is checking a box that says won a game in Fort Worth? Right. Yeah. That's like, right. We're too busy hanging Final Four, Elite Eight, and Sweet Sixteen banners. But you Big had Twelve like, Championship it, on a reply in the middle of a thread. You had like hundred and fifty likes. <laughs> it's like. Doesn't happen. I, I legitimately do feel bad, but I don't. No, you don't. I'm. I really do try to pride myself on. I will swing back harder. You're a man of faith, but I'm not going to go like There's find a deep you out. Drive to left field. field. <laughs> 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 but, man. but it's like okay, you came in here talking crap for no reason. Like yeah. I didn't at you, Henry Dolt. And like, sorry, I did. I looked up some history. You've only appeared in one Sweet Sixteen game. Or you haven't appeared in any Sweet 16 games since 1968. The schools were still segregated. My four-month-old daughter has seen more Texas Tech Sweet 16 games. That was the line, yeah. It was like, don't come in here with that. Maybe cool it on the basketball smack talk. Talk all the baseball smack you want, because y'all have been to Omaha. Y'all beat us during the Matt Wells era in football. I know that's they practically want to hang a banner for that at TCU. But don't like cool it on the basketball. But we're not smack rivals, talk. though, probably. Probably not. They probably don't view us as rivals, but... Pretty excited about that that three and zero. 
The battle for the saddle is back, baby. I think yeah. it's funny like how much they they are hammering the three and overs Matt Wells and like like I I would be hammering the eighty two twenty seven. I I'd, I'd beat that. Yeah, yeah just just shit. that would be just reply. Like, have we ran out of fireworks, or guys. That, or yeah. that they've won a Big Twelve title and we haven't, and they've been in the conference. But no, no, it's like oh, well, you're we're like two and six or like six and two against you last eight. Like you have nightmares of our air horn, yeah. don't oh, you? Like okay. yeah, we do. Actually. Well, it's because they were like five hundred against Kingsbury, who was fired. So they just pivoted. Like, oh well, we went three and zero against Matt Wells. Hang the banner. I'm like okay, like. Nobody here is going to defend that period of tech football and be like, yeah, those were the glory days, and TCU still one-upped us. Are we at two hours yet? I hope so. 135. I want to. <laughs> I wish that Twitter – so Twitter is an instant shot platform. I wish I could get all these people five years from now and be like, what do you think that – you know, when after Joey has it rolling for five years and Sonny Dykes has it rolling for five years, what do you think this conversation is going to be like? Is Sunny Dice going to have it rolling? I'll circle back. I'll save the receipts. I'll remember yeah. this. Get some yeah. screenshots. I bookmarked some stuff. Yeah. There worry. was there was a there was a Kansas. Uh, oh my gosh, I haven't even showed y'all this because we don't want to murder them yet. But there was a Kansas podcast who predicted that they would win seven games this year, <sighs> seven or eight, and Texas Tech was obviously one of the dubs. Obviously. I feel like that's the hot take right now is people who don't want to put Kansas 10th. Yeah, the whole hot take is Kansas up, won't finish last. But it's not that 10th. hot when it's a Kansas podcast. Not West Virginia, not TCU. Seven wins. I don't get it. Hang on. Hang on. Well, Leipold, man, he was great at Buffalo. I think four is – if Kansas goes four and eight, I think that's a great season for them. And I'm not saying that to throw shots. It's like, I'm already on record with this. Seven and six. I have Tennessee Tech, West Virginia, Duke – TCU, Texas Tech, and K State. Feel like you could swap well, not W. State. No. Feel like you could swap West Virginia to a loss and Texas to a win and still get to the bowl game. Well, they do have history there. Yeah, Texas. I mean, you know, they've got a point there. Then give me the bowl game to get to the seventh. I realize this is a bold uh, prediction, and I wouldn't be shocked if I was wrong. So Great. they think they'll go six and six. They think they'll go six and six. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if you're wrong either. Can I see the guy's picture? Uh, you don't have to say his name. I think I know who it was. Uh, yeah, hang on. That's who it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Friend of the program. That, that was July sixth. I'll circle back to that. I just, I really don't get the West Virginia stuff. So West Virginia's head coach. What? Uh, HCNB head coach Neil Brown. West Virginia's head coach went zero and three against the guy we just upgraded from, and they love his recruiting. It's like it's year four. Are they just in? Do they have Stockholm syndrome? Because their fans still like Neil Brown. And I was like, do you guys, have you guys paid attention? Well, the last like three in years? the middle of yet last year they didn't, but then like he was recruiting good. No, yeah, they like tweet gifts of him like dabbing, and it's like it's year like, four. Neil Brown just stole your recruit. I'm like, you guys suck though. You had 28 guys re- leave your program, transfer out. I think it's because they have in denial. they have no rivals and they have no real connection to the Big 12, and <laughs> they don't care. I do feel all bad they for have to do is root for their team, and they're doing the best they can. Okay, there's a little bit. I of, feel for them. There's a little a bit, bit of Utah and West Virginia. Because, like, with Cincinnati about to join... Oh, West Virginia's likable. I tweeted something. I was like, well, like, Cincinnati can be a rival for West Virginia. And all the fans are like, Cincinnati is not a rival of West Virginia. It's like... Yeah. Okay. Like, I know that Pitt is your primary rival, but Cincinnati more so than, like, Kansas and Iowa State are your, is your rival, right? You would think so. I mean, some sort of geographical Just like tech fans. Well, Iowa State, they have the gas can that they... Like, the yeah. riot or whatever. But, like, Tech fans, okay, A&M and UT aren't in the conference anymore. We're not like, Oklahoma State and TCU aren't our rivals. We're like, okay, yeah, y'all are our rivals now. 
Or you always were, but now you're just... Well, but there are a lot of people that turn their nose up at Houston right now. That's true, but that's because you have alternatives. One of them's in this room. Yes. That's because you have alternatives, though. West Virginia has no alternatives to Cincinnati. I was saying. Doesn't mean they have to pick one. They can just hate them all. I, I don't know. I get, I, Central if you want, Florida? Uh, to me, I would be like looking for... Like if Tech went to the Pac-12 alone or something, I'd be uh, like, okay, let's find a rival. Like is it Arizona State? Is it Colorado? Oh, it's Arizona State for I sure. I wouldn't be like, we don't have any rivals in this <laughs> conference. Like there's no fun in that. Yeah. You want to play rivals. I think I would say Colorado because I kind of want to root for Arizona State. I, like I kind of like them. I kind of like. I the like the Arizona, schools. so it would be, which means they, that I would probably eventually hate them. So they that's can join the alliance. <laughs> they can. We'll be in their pod. I taught of, you self reliance, <laughs> and we'll root for the Arizona schools over every other Big Twelve. I think that's good. Was that Indiana yeah, Jones? Was dad? Who was that? <laughs> Sean Connery. Arizona I, Jones. I thought it was Alliance, was what he said, but but then I was already too into it when he. I taught you shelf reliance, self alliance. It's not. Yeah, that's. I think that's something else. Um, let me get Joel Salt on a couple things. Just lightning round. Count to ten in Greek. Best football jobs in the Big Twelve. Best basketball jobs in the Big Twelve. Knowing that Kansas is at the top of basketball, bottom of football. Who's in between on both? New of Big Twelve or current no, the Big current 12. ten. If okay, so let's do basketball first. I legitimately think right now Texas Tech is the second best job in the Big Twelve because of the first? Womble. I mean, Kansas has the history. I just yeah. So let me before we get too deep into this. The criteria is history, recent success, facilities, fan support, NIL yeah. type Ooh, yeah. support because that's a big factor now. Those yeah. are the five criteria that I'm going off of. Yeah, I would say Texas Tech's number two. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't think I, I'd argue with you there. I think, I think Texas is probably three. If I looked at the history, I wouldn't. the history would not tell me that a bunch of guys have won at Baylor, but they won a Natty a year ago. So it's hard for me to you know, put that job. In they the, just built a new arena. Yeah. I would say Baylor's four. I think West Virginia. Because well, I would weigh, Waco, I would weigh recent success is like the lowest totem. And Waco is easier for Jeff Goodman to get to by about 15 <laughs> minutes if you count his layover in Dallas from yeah. Boston. So that's a big deal in the recruiting. Yeah. That's why SMU belongs and on the then, big stage. Like Oklahoma State, Kansas State, TC, everybody else is the next. TCU would, is last. I don't think there's a bad job in the Big 12. TCU is a clear last for me. Just by way of Kansas State and Iowa State yeah. and Oklahoma State's arenas being triple the size, you can say Dallas Fort Worth recruiting are the top prospects in DFW ever going to go to TCU. I don't think uh, so. they haven't been. If they're a national type player, they're going to go to Arizona or Duke or wherever they want to go. If they're a four star type, they'll probably go to Texas or Baylor or Tech right now, not TCU. I think Iowa State would be in the top half, honestly, just because yeah. of the fans. Hilton Magic. I yeah. So. I would agree. Their 0-18 season, for me, it, there's still some stench from that. Oh, sure. Uh, but, but that was an outlier. It, yeah. They also... And a lot of stuff happened. Haven't had a ton yeah. of tournament success. So I, I looked at historically, like, could multiple guys duplicate the job that it was done at this school? And, like, Baylor has only had one good head coach in basketball, pretty much. When, like, Tech's in such a weird position because the Womble didn't exist three years ago. But even still, Tech is right there with... Texas, Oklahoma State, all these other schools, pretty much neck and neck in terms of how many different coaches have made the NCAA tournament 
and how many different coaches have made the NCAA tournament twice at that school. And gotten to a Sweet 16. You have three. Uh, yeah, I haven't looked Four. that far into it, but it's just kind of one of those things like, okay, if – like, yeah, every school has an Eddie Sutton and Did- uh, Bill Self, but, like – the third, fourth best coach in school history was he winning games in the NCAA tournament. The last four head coaches at Texas Tech have been to the Sweet Sixteen, and the last three—that's not true. Not Tubby. Yeah, or the well, not yeah, not two, Ed Ted two, Walker. not two, two. Yeah, one. Well, the last three have won Big Twelve yeah. Coach of the Year. Oh, three. Sorry, two, not three, two. Because <laughs> Tubby Gillespie and Walker didn't, but Dicky Knight, Beard Adams, Myers. Uh, didn't go to the Sweet I, I'm saying going further back. He made the NCAA tournament multiple times. Right, but I'm talking about the Sweet 16. Yeah. There are two nights in there, though. How Four about, coaches in the middle did not. <laughs> how, how about football? I put. I forgot about Pat. Football, I put Texas and OU in a tier by themselves. I didn't want to yeah. argue that. Yeah. I think Texas is the higher ceiling job, but yes. lower floor because of the boosters and the rotten culture I there. think Texas is one of the worst Okay, I mean, it's one of the worst jobs, I think, because you are just never going to meet those expectations. It de- yeah, it really does depend on how you're defining best jobs. Like, yes. Aaron Dickens has made this point that Mark Stoops at Kentucky, you can make an argument, he has one of the best jobs in the country. He makes $5 yeah. million a year. If he goes 8-4, and four, they're totally fine with that. Well, it's, it's almost like Leach at Mississippi State. I mean, or Leach at Washington or uh, Washington State, kind of that or same. Or Texas Tech. Yeah, I mean, we're uh, we're I, we're starved for somebody or just to be Matt Campbell at Iowa State. Like, yes. Yeah, you could make the jump to the NFL or USC or Florida, Notre Dame, and get canned after two seasons. Yeah. Or you could just stay at Iowa State, go seven and five, and they'll freaking love you. Well, and you can even throw OU in there too, because I saw a lot of uh, Lincoln Riley hate this last season, especially. That's why I left. Couple. Yes. 100% he left because he got pushed out from the fan base. Yeah, I think there was a lot of that. 100%. Nothing going on. with the SEC. I think he just wanted to play. Or the Big Ten? I think he just wanted to play in the Big Ten. Yeah, I think he knew about it. That's what everyone says about Beard. Yeah, that's why Beard left because he knew. They didn't tell that. You think they would tell him about it? No, but I would be like the first person to fold. Think back. Chris Beard, Kim Mulkey went from Baylor to LSU, Jim Schlossnagel went from TCU to A&M. All in the same offseason. I just don't believe that Beard would have kept it secret. He's He would not have been capable. It would, I don't think they needed slipped. to tell Chris Beard, hey man, you're going to be playing SEC Yeah, because it would have had to come straight from the president. No, but but I do think Kim Mulkey at Baylor and Jim Schlossnagel at TCU were probably made kind of aware and thought, I'd rather coach in the SEC than the Big 12. Well, and I'm not saying If I that, want to stay at the top of my profession. Sure, and I'm not saying that the SEC is a bad basketball league. They've gotten a lot better the last few years, but, I mean, Big 12 is top really... Heavy. The other thing with Beard is... like Big 12 is really the top basketball league. When he left for his alma mater. Yeah. Like, I don't know, it's one of those things that... It, whether Texas was secretly going to the SEC or staying in the Big 12 or secretly some, going to the Big 10, I think it's probably personal, gone. Some personal stuff there. Yeah, it's personal. Personal things pushing him pushing him out of Lubbock, Texas as <laughs> I mean, well. Do, do you all follow the uh, No Context Texas Tech account yet? He has been so on fire. He, it's great. Yeah. Who and, is uh, I want to know who it is. I want to know too, but it, one, one of the pictures he tweeted with No Context was like a huge banner in the football stadium that like the students unrolled. Now it's personal. <laughs> now it's personal <laughs> with the double T. <laughs> We I immediately thought that banner. Oh, uh, it was well just that whole all that whole year slogan long. They I, I remember everything, every email you got before the season started had that in there and then after two or three games disappeared. <laughs> the the press <laughs> conference gone. The press conference where where he said it was awesome. Like the quote? Sure. Drop the quote, great quote. 
It was awesome. Then they ran it into the effing ground. And then we got slaughtered. That, that was, you had a, a brilliant tweet. It was like, I don't know what it was. It was like, was that this year? Yeah. It was yeah. Like, last time they 21. left. And it was like right before the 21 season, Wells was like, yeah, it's personal now. Wow. And you had some brilliant tweet about like, you know, UT and a, or OU beats our ass 10 years in a row. <laughs> and now they're going to the SC. Now it's personal. <laughs> We're going to get them this time, guys. Yeah. They really did it this time. That's uh, <laughs> fighting words. Um, yeah, that's right. Because it was that about seems the like whole years ago about them bolting to the SEC. That's right. It was a year ago, like today almost. Yeah. that they announced earlier. It feels like it was five years ago. Yeah, July twenty sixth. If they stay the full time, it's going to feel like they were leaving for a decade. Yeah. Uh, I hope it's like one of those goodbyes at a party. All right, well, we'll see you later. <laughs> okay, you yeah, go ahead. Oh, you're turning left, go, too? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> is that called the Irish goodbye? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think the Irish goodbye is like when you just no, that's leave you and don't leave. tell oh, anybody. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 That's That's what I do. <laughs> but, but, yeah, the other one is just, all right, well, um, okay, well, it's... Then you leave together, well, it's and then gonna you're walking be, the same way. Yeah, and then you stop at the doorway. <laughs> and then and you're then, parked right beside each other. Oh, you forgot your, your jacket. Uber too. <laughs> Um, I hope people, I hope our listeners, 23 personnel and Gouchers listeners are on a nice road trip or have a ton of yard work to do to listen to this episode. <laughs> if they're 23 personnel listeners, they're used to it. Well, ours are well, used to it. I think our record is an hour and 50, maybe. I really thought in the off season, like, okay, like 30 minutes is going to be a stretch and yeah. this is what we do. We're two minutes away from that, by the way. <laughs> from the record? We're 147.45. Add some intros and we got it. What are y'all's thoughts on... Uh, <laughs> Final thoughts? <laughs> Joe Biden, Final coronavirus, thoughts. the situation uh, in Ukraine. <laughs> Did you just turn it off? Yeah. Okay. He just you muted everybody. <laughs> I've saved everybody from that. <laughs> I turned Kyle's off. He's still going. Oh, wait. We never answered, though. I just think Top it, job in the Big 12. I just think if the Fed hikes oh. the interest rates too <laughs> much, <laughs> the top job. it could really slow down the housing market. And Top job in the Big 12. You're looking at an entire generation that will be priced out if interest rates are too high. Um, yeah, so football jobs, I don't know. I, I mean, because Texas Tech is going to be a much better job in two years. A lot of guys are currently, like Mike Gundy and Matt Campbell, are the best coach that program has ever had. So it's hard to tell how much of that is just them, or have they elevated that job? Oklahoma State has been elevated in the last two decades because of Boone Pickens and Gundy. I think I think the facilities and all that. And Jack Trice is getting a bridge over the highway. So I've heard. I even think, I mean, is Baylor in the conversation? I think so. Just because of the expectations of the fans and stuff, They've too. They've had three straight coaches win there. They're right in the middle of the Texas Triangle recruiting not, not straight. Huh? Some respect on Jim Grobe's name. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I, I don't count that. Six and six. Yeah. Hey, for Baylor. Was he really six and six? Bad. Started six and oh and yeah. went oh and six. Oh, okay. Well, their fans <laughs> the are. The Kingsbury special. Yeah. The, and they won the bowl game. I think they were seven and six during that. Yeah, they beat Boise State. Like five hundred yards rushing in that bowl game. They um. So as they were ascending to six and zero every week, their fans were complaining that they were underrated in the AP poll. They're like, "We're a top five team," yeah. and then they just rattle off six straight L's. I was like, "No, you we're not ever a top twenty five team." Wait till you go seven zero and then lose five in a row. Then Is West talk. Virginia the worst job in the Big Twelve? No, nah. No. Can't besides Kansas, I think it's top half. I don't think they have elite facilities. Big but 12 West Virginia? 
I don't know. I mean, they still have. I think I think Big East West Virginia is probably one of the largest facilities. They don't really have to compete with the other schools in recruiting. They're recruiting different areas. You putting TCU down? I think because Big Twelve TCU has not been good. I think West Virginia is a better job than TCU. Okay. I think the only job TCU is we're in DFW. Hmm. I think Iowa State's the perfect job. I don't think it's a good job. I think it's the perfect job for Matt Campbell. Oh. I, I still have Iowa State near the bottom because nobody yeah. besides Matt Campbell has ever That's what I'm saying. duplicated success there. So they're, they're nine? Probably, yeah. I have them in tiers. See, Kansas State, too. Like Only one coach only has ever Bill done Snyder. it. Only Bill Snyder. Yeah, so for football, I looked at how many guys, how many different guys have a winning percentage over 55% at a school <laughs> after World War II. Because a lot of these guys are like, well, this guy coached for six years in the 1920s. I'm like, okay. Like, that's great. Tech had that, too. But Yeah. And Bill Snyder's the only – I mean, they were awful without him. And I think Kleiman could be a guy who proves that you can have success there Yeah, outside of Bill Snyder. But Is anybody else curious, like, when Kyle finds the time to do all this research? Um, At night when I'm refusing to sleep and then I wake up the next morning and I'm like, I should have gone to bed two hours sooner. Yeah, I, I read stuff at night and then it's just it's just gone. It's just like it never happened. It's like a fever dream. Was I up on the Wikipedia page about yeah. the Texas Bowl? I think I was. I had a dream about the Texas Bowl. Have y'all seen any Westerns lately? I have not. I watched a... Uh, is this okay, guys? Yeah. I mean, at this point... We're having fun. It's not going to be a time-sensitive podcast. No, no, no. Will. I watched A Fistful of Dollars. Yeah, good one. I didn't realize as I was watching it that the poor production value... I thought it was just a symptom of it being in the 1960s. And then I read about it on Wikipedia and realized that they filmed the entire thing silently and then dubbed in every language. So they, you know, they spaghetti just, Western. Yeah, they move their lips and then they dub Can it in Italian. Can we say spaghetti Western? Is that, that derogatory? Is that bad? I don't think so. I don't know. Just because they were done in Italy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all the actors were Italian, so they had really thick accents. So I was watching it and there's, never a, heard that term. there's a scene spaghetti in that Western? movie yeah. where there's yeah, like Clint a. Eastwood did a bunch of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Spaghetti Western. Like a six or seven year old boy is like reunited with his mom and he's like talking and it it's very obviously a fifty year old woman that's dubbing the voice of this child <laughs> and the lips aren't even close to matching up with when the noises are being made. It's part of the charm. And there's others that was like, okay, they're off by like half a second there, it's not too bad. But I didn't realize that it was filmed silently and they just dub it in German, Italian, Spanish, English. It kind of explained a lot. Hey, if you never have to worry about audio on a movie, like think about how fast you can oh, yeah, he's throw together it a out. film. Yeah. Well, they add a bunch of Foley stuff anyways. Well, also, right, but like, if you don't have to do that like on set, like, yeah. we're about... Um, fake blood has come a long way since the 60s. Oh, I'm sure. I think they yeah. just use red Crayola paint. Oh, it's like the brightest red. Yeah, it was like not... Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and just super... What is viscous? Or, yeah. Or, or, yeah. Viscosity? I did a, I the did viscosity a was always off, too. Viscosity yeah. I cannot believe I just remembered the word viscosity. That I is science pulled that out of 10th grade yeah. chemistry or something. I learned a good piece of trivia about a um, Western movie. Yeah. Uh, John Wayne, The Searchers, came out in 1956. At the end, he says, that'll be the day. It's actually in our podcast opening. Yes, and? That was Buddy Holly's inspiration. Uh, I was hoping that was going to be the payoff. That's really cool. I didn't know that. I didn't either. I had no idea. As soon as you said that, I thought, okay. Yeah. And oh, huh? when somebody commented, it was a YouTube comment I saw. It's like, oh, this was Buddy Holly's inspiration. I was like, no, it was. <laughs> yeah, came it out like a, did you all know? came out after Buddy Holly, but no, it was 1956. Yeah, did you all know Holly. John Wayne is a 
Big Ten legend. Is he? He played football at USC. Did he? Yep. John Wayne. Big Ten legend John Wayne. Mary, Do you know his real name? Marion something. Duke Silver. <laughs> the Duke. Uh, Duke Silver is Ron Swanson. Popular uh, saxophone player. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Marion Morrison or Marion? Marion something. Yeah. Yeah. Marian Do you wear like a size eight boot? Really? Really? Six, yeah. No like wonder he walks so feet. funny. It's like six feet, six something. He wears like a tiny, yeah, tiny boot. I would have walked weird too. There's a cool line. I hope we go four and zero to start the season, so I can meme this, and I hope other people don't steal this idea. But trademark. So uh, fistful of dollars. The premise is like they're in this town, and on one end of the town, there's the one family that controls half the town. And on the other end is the other family that controls half the town. Am I boring you to death, Rob? No. <laughs> no. Is this the Hatfield and McCoy's? It's like version. your fourth or fifth yawn today, man. And so Clint Sorry. Eastwood is going to go make a statement and like shoot some of the people from one of these families. And on his way walking to the edge of town, he passes the town coffin maker. And he's like, you know, prepare three coffins. And he goes and handles his business. But four guys come out, so he shoots four. And he's like walking back to his to the inn. He goes, you know, my mistake, four coffins. Yeah. So I'd love to meme that with like, Murray State's logo over one of the guys, Houston over another, and like when we start three and yeah, that's like, gonna be Texas. Yeah, you'd have to beat NC State and Texas, and the fourth one would be Texas. Would you be ranked if you went four and zero? You'll be ranked if you go three and zero. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, you will. You would not. You bet? Well, because yes, I would want to. Well, do you think is Houston going to be ranked going into the season? Houston might be fringe. And then NC N- State's N- ranked. NC State is going to be top fifteen on the road. Some of them are picking them top ten. If you win Already. that, if they're number twelve, let's if, say they're getting way too much yeah. preseason. Love. And you're okay. three. And, All right, we'll yeah. see. We'll get there. We got a long time. Then, you, then you'll be big noon kickoff against Texas, and it'll be a ranked matchup. They'll be two and two, and they'll be number twenty five in the country. Big nooner. You'll be three and oh yeah, Texas will be ranked for sure. Yeah. After we'll a loss to UTSA, well, but we'll Texas plays uh, Alabama, I think, right before and UTSA. They're going to lose to their future head coach. Oh God, that'd be great. I think, I think Houston's coming to Lubbock going one. Who do they play? UTSA. You think UTSA is just going to... Yeah. Maybe it'll be UTSA in that scene. Maybe two and a three coffins. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Houston, Texas. Just Jeff Trailer going yeah. along. Put Jeff Trailer over Clint Eastwood's yeah. Never mind. That's four coffins. Yeah. All right. Well, That'd be put fun. it on ice. Either Jeff Trailer or Joey McGuire. Yeah. Cut them both. Then we can start the discourse. Should you have hired Jeff Trailer instead of Joey McGuire? I think you tried. What? What? What did you say? I think they tried. Well, because what, wasn't his big extension? Didn't that mysteriously come out that same week? Yeah. Yeah, I think he just used tech as a leverage play. But that's fine with I mean, me. Yeah. You'll recall in October, I said one is Joey McGuire, one A is Jeff Trailer. So my preference was always King Joey. Hi, McGuire. Hashtag. Let's go. In the red sunglasses. Dude. <sighs> so good. You Love put. That. <laughs> <laughs> Tyree Wilson was like, put, like yeah. what are you talking about? You put in that. <laughs> I, I was I mentioned in in one of our chats that Joe McGuire I feel like is our last hope, and uh, Rob so not missing a beat one? put the Princess Leia you know hologram from R two D two in a New Hope you know and then I said well so, someone should put his face on the Obi Wan's <laughs> and of course you know it's the uh, old Alec Guinness hello there. And <laughs> raised up his hood. And so he, he raises his hood back, and it's that Joey McGuire's face with the red sunglasses. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. I'm going to overuse that so much. You've got to use that. I, I thought my Moses reference in Discord was a little bit underrated. You're with Yeah. Me? Oh, I, I doubled down on it with the Moses. Let's my people go. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I thought it was good. 
I was trying to figure out how to work locusts in there, but I just, I don't know. <laughs> you know, if you want to be on the Discord, you can go to patreon.com slash gamblinggachos and sign up. Yeah, we got interviews with Fardal Zamac, Matt Mooney, Cody Campbell, Sonny Cumbie. We're going to be talking to an Instagram influencer this week. Yeah. A- a- another Instagram influencer, because we're, yeah. we're not an Instagram influencer. I can't figure that thing out. No. We just started TikTok, too. Follow us on TikTok. Gambling Gauchos. Yeah, if, uh, if you do have NIL questions, curious about people that work in that space, you know, questions for a professional, let us know, and we'll try to dig for some answers. Patreon. $5 a month, and proceeds go to the Matador Club. You can be a big booster if you join the Matador Club. Patreon. A BMD. Parlay Picadors. Parlay, Parlay Picadors. All right, final thoughts? <laughs> I've got a family waiting on me for dinner, so no, I don't have anything else. <laughs> we run out of time on the chip. We'll do it, we'll do it next time. Oh, the chip. the chip. I forgot about it. It'll be like uh, Lindsay Buckingham on the old, uh, what's up with that? Mrs. Goucher was what like, do you, you think like time? five o'clock? And I was like, yeah, surely. <laughs> Apologies to Matt Damon. It's, uh, it's now like five to six. <laughs> it's six, yeah. All right, so uh, I guess you'll just email this to me later, or <laughs> we'll put it up. <laughs> If you're listening to this on the Gauchos feed, go check out the 23 Personnel Podcast. If you're listening on the 23 Personnel Podcast, go check out check out the Gambling Gauchos. Uh, Kyle? I have no final thoughts. Uh, I enjoyed the crossover event. I was just getting you to say your little tagline, and then we could turn it off. And we started this during the bye week last football season. 23 Personnel, where, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Ours is supposed to be a sports betting podcast. It's just hard to do in the off season. So we appreciate those who uh, stick with us through the dog days. Appreciate. He's almost there. He was almost there. Jace Young, over under fifteen. After. Under is before. After. Over. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Do you have any like taglines you want to close out with? We'll catch you guys next time. All right. Love y'all. Love y'all.